Dwarf. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday the 5th of May 2019. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, someone saying Blarf in the form of Zachary <laughs> Burgess. It was Dwarf. Dwarf. Mythical creatures are Dwarf. And Robert Kemp. Quag! I don't even know what I'm malforming. <laughs> no, you don't. That's you very true. Malformling. I'm a malformling. <laughs> it was malformed, that's, that's what, whatever it was. That's my mythical creature for the week. I'm a malformling <laughs> that says glad. So, hang on. So, mythical creatures are our words <laughs> yeah, we've now. We've already spoiled that, I guess. Okay. And, but it started with dwarf, but it was dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> it sounded like dwarf. Is that the proper that pronunciation? Bad? I mean, it could be. Hmm. I mean, yeah. There's several ways you could pronounce dwarf, I guess. Other than dwarf. <laughs> yes. Dwarf. <laughs> dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> Do dwarfs all come from Norse mythology? Is that the only... That's the source of the dwarf? I guess. Yeah. In so much as they're called dwarves. I mean, there's probably small races in various other mythologies, I imagine. Hmm. Sure, I suppose the shortness thing is the thing we took from Dwarf and made Dwarf yeah. mean, but like, uh, and I guess a lot of games do run with the Norsey thing of them being all engineers and stuff. Yeah, is that, it does that come is from that them though? For that though? I, I think they do, they are yeah, craftsmen, craftsmen, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that is right. Uh, well, you can tell that from the, uh, um, God of War. Steampunk. <laughs> they got like, all engineering. Yeah, I guess they got a bit mm. steampunky and, and, you know, Torbjorn as well. <laughs> but I think like elves and elves and nymphs and all those things were small originally, right? Or in a lot of mythologies, right? They weren't like tall like they are in modern fantasy. Yeah, I suppose there's various forms of elf, isn't there? Like mm. you get the, the little ones that are gnome-like, I suppose. Gnome. But the gnomes aren't like garden gnomes, are they? Gnomes are like creepy-ass things in in real fantasy tales. They're like yeah, Rumpelstiltskin-type, <laughs> real like creepy things. Real fantasy literature. Have it that. Oh, let's go with that. Not, real Not related to dwarfs, I presume. Anyway, we're spo- spoiling future <laughs> future podcast set off words. I mean, we could possibly have the gnome come up. Yeah, <laughs> could yes. come up. It might have already come up. I can't remember. You get You'll have to look from... at your list. That's how you know. I have got a list, but yeah. How are you selecting randomly? Using a script that crawls a Wikipedia page. Yep. Wow. Did you write that? I mean, it's the same one I used for the uh, color picker. Oh. From, from for, for our colours for last season, it's not. It's mildly edited, but yeah, it's just looking for like an HTML tag and yeah, <laughs> just look for a page link. And then I mean, it sometimes it sometimes doesn't work because it picks up the headings sometimes on that Wikipedia page. Sure. So we could just have random the headings on that article. Fifty. <laughs> yeah, because so sometimes it will say creatures with many appendages as the result. <laughs> something, <laughs> something equally dumb. That would be a bit long. <laughs> it's like welcome to creatures with many appendages. Mm. Delicious appendages. <laughs> well, I mean, chicken wings—they're pretty delicious. That is, that's appendages. A, that's a pretty delicious appendage. <laughs> but what about canals? Leg of lamb. 
What about canals? <laughs> what about canals? Well, Gene wins seemed equally non sequitur to that thing. It's like <laughs> multiple limbs does not equal chicken wings. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get get leg of lamb, don't you? You get like leg of a lot of things. The legs of chickens, in fact. <laughs> Which may or may not be wings Turkey sometimes. Well, I don't know if the legs are ever wings. They're still appendages, though. Delicious they appendages. Are, they are indeed appendages. Oh, appendages suppose, are some oh, of the most delicious things around. I suppose a tongue doesn't really count as an appendage. Tongue does. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is it because it stays internal most of the time that that doesn't make it an in, sort of internal? You know, <laughs> I don't, don't know about that. that it, like, so is ox tongue an appendage? Delicious appendage. Well, I don't mm. know if I like ox tongue even. I don't know. Well, now you're going to start having to look up the actual definition of appendage. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that even mean? Is that even a biological term? In the strict sense, I don't know. <laughs> is it medical? I suppose they use extremity, but that just means like... That's really far bits. down, though, like fingers and things, isn't it? That's oh. like right at the ends. Yeah. At the end of your appendages are your extremities. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do your ears count as extremities? They as an cold, extremity. They? Yeah, I guess they could. Or the tip of your nose, maybe? Is that yeah, because it's could a be. Yeah. What about the sure. ends of my bits of hair? <laughs> I <laughs> guess they're extremities. Any I mean, you, appendage you, or an extremity? <laughs> usually, they talk about extremities in terms of things getting cold. I don't think it matters if your hair end of your hair gets cold, does it? Maybe it does. The um, the point of inflection on my knee, on the curve of my knee, mouse. The thing, right? Point of inflection. Snaps. I'm remembering graph terminology, right? Are you? I, I mean, I don't know. No. I'm a mouth orbling. I don't know. Right? <laughs> it definitely seems like it today. Probably never be a mouth orbling. You start to feel like you knew, know less than you did in general back when you had an education from school. <laughs> I felt that the moment I left education. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's definitely less well-rounded. Books that I still have sitting around. It's like, I, obviously, I didn't always. I didn't know even a percentage of this. Really, it's a fucking textbook. <laughs> you never actually know that. But then you look at it, it's like I vaguely remember that bit. Yeah. I guess, kind of, <laughs> but not actually how to like use any of that information. Mm. Yeah, what's the what's the practical scenario in which I'm going to recall this and actually be all smart and stuff and like. I don't, it's like, I can look at that equation, the huge ass equation and be like, yeah, I remember, I remember that equation exists. I don't remember how to functionally use that equation to do anything. <laughs> I did have a moment yesterday where you, this isn't exactly super complex stuff, but there was a moment where we were out to dinner and the bill came back at 256 pounds and they <laughs> were like, how do we split oh, yes. this four ways? And I'm like, 64. How did you get that so fast? It's like, it's a friggin' eight bit number. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. Just, it's binary, yo. Factors of eight. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, I'm still hugely impressed. And it's like, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do get a thing with, you know, huge intimidating textbooks, and you're like, I'm never going to know all of this or whatever. I definitely had some big, thick maths ones where I, uh, for university, that I definitely don't, never got <laughs> fully to grips with. I think I've always found that with coding textbooks, 
especially. Yeah. Like but now, you know, now so, I like, found yeah, we, that... We got this book in so you can do the thing you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, where do I begin with this thing? It's they're huge. really hard to go you through and they're mapped. Find the thing you actually want. Yeah, and they're really expensive you, you, and all that stuff. But now, you, now I've got this thing where... Kind of go, front to back as well don't you You can't really skip oh, yeah. it because they'll refer to it and it's like ah, rats it's so hard to get through them and you can't um but but now i have this thing where i i never read those and now i've been doing my job for a long time and i've got experience in it and now i go to i can go to wherever um the bookshop like foils or something and find like a really thick book on my subject and i could just turn to a back, random page and be like oh yeah i know that <laughs> <laughs> it's like inverse yeah. effect where it's like I never read those giant books but still picked it up <laughs> yeah pretty, I mean that's, I guess there's a certain amount of experience that you just you just do yeah you figure figure out in our field but yeah I can't imagine learning it through reading that giant book I don't think I'd have remembered it that way you no know, we had that situation fairly recently where we were stumbling our way through using a framework of sorts and uh, then uh, we ended up getting a book. Well, we intended to get the book in all along, but by the time we'd pretty much finished what we were trying to do, the book arrived. Well, the, yeah, and so and so we had a quick look through it, and it's like, oh, yeah, I pretty much know all this now, yeah. just by just yeah. by messing with it. Exactly. But it's so I don't know what the lesson there is. Like, don't get intimidated by giant books. <laughs> yeah. I think the actual lesson is. Books of that nature are not a good idea any longer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, it's that, like we have better technology now that can make that mm. function a lot easier with like searches and hyperlinks. And <laughs> I mean, I don't want to yeah. poo-poo it completely. I do think there's for some people no. there's going to be definite value for starting from the beginning, going through the book, and then by the end of it, you're like, okay, now I know, I now I know what everything is. So whenever I come to a point where where it's just like. I don't quite know how to do this. I know the words and the terms and the phrases and the things around it by which I can ask a decent question. Mm. And it's like, I do think there's value in that, but no business will, uh, pretty much gives you the time to ever do that, really, no. to go like, through a book properly. Even in university, when you get textbooks, it's like, you're not going to go through the whole, well, unless it's a medium-sized one. Some of the larger ones, it's like, you're never going to go through that whole thing. It's only for referring to the things that you actually need to know yeah, specifically. Know that you can look <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. They'll, they'll skip out. Yeah, I remember going through things, and he's like, "Yeah, you skip the bits that you're not covering, for instance, and just go do it, the other thing." I guess the exception is language stuff, where they tend to have to go through in order because, the, again, the book is designed to rely on everything that's come before. Hmm. I guess what like um like uh, learning Pretty a foreign cool. language. Yeah. 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 So you're not coding language. Sorry. Yeah. yeah you yeah, don't but... really skip any parts of learning a language that much. Oh, I was doing the. French Duolingo. That's why I was talking quite shitty French to you earlier. Um, um, <laughs> but they reset the entire tree with like masses more. Um, like in the middle of me being like, I was like three quarters of the way through the tree and they basically reset me almost back to the start. So now I have progress, but in really patchy places in the tree. No oh, weird. Because um, they've just added loads more lessons, which I guess is good because you end up with a better understanding of the language at the end. But I'm, I'm it's like zoom, reset all the way back. I suppose it's nice in a way because you can go back and do those now and be yeah. like, okay, like, can I remember how any of that worked? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that part's good. But it's like, holy crap, because it, it, it gives you like... Um, you can do like, you know, two a day or three a day or five a day, it says is extreme. But at five a day, I've set it to extreme. It would still take fucking years to get through that tree, I, I swear. Like, mm-hmm. 
because five a day is only i don't know there's just a lot of lessons and like if you kept that up and did five 200 times a year i don't think you'd get through the tree in a year probably not Mm. i don't know anyway well it's better than duolingo mantras like yeah you'll be ready to go in a year (laughs) maybe is it have you heard that? No, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. It's like, like a... I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you obviously you can use it all the way along, but it's like, uh, you know, with varying degrees of proficiency. But I, I don't know if it's even. Yet. Have you done it? Have you tried it? No. Well, I'm just saying, have they got it yet? Because last time, uh, I, it, I don't know. Ago, in fairness, they didn't have it. Uh, I don't know, but probably I wouldn't be surprised. That would be cool. I might give that another look. I mean, the thing about it is i think it probably makes it it makes you probably good at reading <laughs> but maybe not like not having a conversation it's quite a lot like how it was in school though yeah yeah hearing <laughs> reading is... and writing was easy actually talking it was virtually impossible yeah, hearing it in, especially french i found hearing it so difficult so they have spanish french german japanese italian korean chinese russian portuguese turkish dutch swedish greek irish high valerian for the all you irish. game of thrones fans uh, polish hebrew norwegian hindi vietnamese danish klingon yeah that's useful I was about Romanian, to ask if it was Czech, hawaiian swahili welsh hungarian esperanto ukrainian indonesian navajo and Arabic. Yeah. So yeah, they Japanese. do have Japanese. Oh, did they? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Japanese right the is the fourth from, from top. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. D- Japanese is the fourth most popular, it looks like. I'm surprised. All those otakus. Yeah. Well, there's, understand. There, there's more people learning Valerian from Game of Thrones than there are learning Polish. That's because all the Polish learn how to speak English. <laughs> Klingon's got to be way more a established language than Valerian, I'm sure. I maybe know. in like the nineties. <laughs> well, maybe all the people that want to speak Klingon already know how yeah. to speak Klingon. No, I just mean time has passed, hasn't it? I just mean there's probably more to the language, like because well, I see what you mean. yeah, developed to some extent. They haven't got any Lord of the Rings languages here. Yeah, I was about to say, surely there must yeah. be like some Elvish or something yeah. in there. They think it'd do Sindarin or something, but no. Mm. Maybe they'll get to that. Because that's they're pretty much fully formed, aren't they? Like pretty much, but there's there's definitely gappy. I think that one, the um kind of low Elvish one that they use in the film, Sindarin, is is pretty usable. But uh, wasn't yeah. that the whole kind of weird thing about Tolkien, though, wasn't it? Like, it's yeah, like, completely. Or, or, like, it's, it's Lord of the Rings is just something to give him an excuse to write some language stuff. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Or more like, yeah, a background for the languages that he'd already been working on. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess that I mean, it's hard to develop <laughs> vocabulary on... without, like, a, you know, a reason to give names to things. Yeah, I guess at some point you were just like, well, I did all this work on this thing. Now how do I make money off it? <laughs> like, oh, <we laughs> I don't know if he cared about that. I think he was... I better write a story. Yeah, maybe. Need to make people care about this language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 80 years from now, I need Amazon to be fighting over the TV rights for this thing. <laughs> Wait, there's a TV Lord of the Rings yep. battle? Yep, Amazon's going to do it because they need it. In what sense? So like, are they doing like what? Well, no one knows. Fellowship, and or is it like some kind of just in-world thing? Uh, no one knows, but I think 
uh, it would be foolish to try and redo the those films. So, I mean, they're long enough; they could be turned into a series. There's, but there's, I don't think that would be sensible. They've got to do something else, and I guess like Disney are doing the Mandalorian, right? <laughs> so I reckon they'll have to come up with something else to do in the Lord of the Rings universe. I don't. I mean, it's plausible. It's, it's a big, big enough, enough universe to do yeah. stuff with. I Is don't there know anything that. interesting happening elsewhere in the Lord of the Rings universe? That's the question. Well, yeah, that is the question. I mean, because it wasn't really the whole point of it like the, that world had kind of gone stagnant and was gradually decaying. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> Nothing mean, really go, was happening. You could go back in time, but then it starts yeah, to get really mythical and weird. Like, and if you go far enough back, then Middle Earth isn't even the setting because there's that whole Balerian area that's to the. Um, West, which was all destroyed by the time of Lord of the Rings. Would it all end up a bit like Elder Scrolls and that there's like just new continents where <laughs> something else happens? Yes. <laughs> so a completely separate continent. Yeah. Well, there isn't game. much they can do because yeah. the other continent in Lord of the Rings is like supposed to be super, like I don't know, it's, it's meant to be like almost like heaven, <laughs> right? Yeah. In fact, I think something happens before Lord of the Rings where you can't even go there unless you have a special ship like they used to write at the end of Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> yes. You can't even go there unless the only one, there's a special way to get there that's magical. Well, of course, you don't want everyone just turning up. Well, that's what happened in the past and that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know what Amazon are doing with that, but we'll see, I it's guess. It's a little bit like the whole Helheim thing in a way. It's like, yeah, all the dead are in hell and they're like overflowing into the main world. Except they're all just like the weird thing about that in like God of War's way, it's like all the dead are just like weird most of them are just sort of spirity things that have no power anyway, for the most part. They're just they're just walking through stuff. It's like, that's yeah. not so much of a problem. <laughs> They'll just come to her. There'll just be loads of, like, waftiness about. <laughs> but you can just casually go to hell. You know, that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, I can go to hell. Fine. Well, Lord, Lord of the Rings has a whole thing where only only men can actually properly die and go to heaven. Is that right? And then, and but other creatures like dwarves and elves, they sort of just, they're part of the earth. So they don't, they don't get to. They li- and also they live forever, right? Or, in, or for a very long time, the elves, right? Yeah. Um, and then, but when they do die or they get killed in battle or something, I don't think they they just return to the earth or whatever. They don't get to go to their soul doesn't get to go to heaven or something. Some weird thing. I don't know. It's meant to be some kind of advantage that you're mortal, <laughs> or that yeah, it's weird. That somehow you learn from your ancestors. Is that the thing? Or that they can be called upon? Or that you get... Ghost army. Yeah, a ghost <laughs> yeah, army maybe. locked in a cave. But they, they, I presumably, couldn't leave the Earth, right? Those guys. For some reason. I can't even remember. I right. mean, ghosts Lord. seem fairly prevalent in this thing, right? Well, if Shadow of Mordor is anything to go by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's really anything to go by. If you're sticking by the actual law. <laughs> they mm. took some severe liberties in those games. Ghost dudes. Ghost dudes. Ghost problems. I think we was wondering actually, like looking at the um this is 
a bit inside baseball, I suppose. But but I was looking at the, I was watching like some of the footage coming out of Dreams Early Access. Hey guys, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, the and the a bit of me was looking at it, going, "Oh hey, we could totally go back to doing some of our Windows Movie Maker or whatever it was. Not Windows Movie Maker. Um, what's it actually called? 3D Movie Maker mm-hmm. or something? That's it. Yeah, we could actually do some of that pretty easily in Dreams. <laughs> the return of Space Donuts. Space Donuts and the beer. Runs away. <laughs> yeah, you could probably create that stuff really ridiculously easily, especially if you had move controllers. Well, I mean, certainly the animated parts, maybe not the background so much, because that would be a lot of work. Oh, well, that's what I mean. It's like I was just looking through the, like all that. All that stuff's kind of been made already. Like it's kind of is, weird that there isn't like exploded. Just more kind of generalized machinima tools. Like, I mean, well, I mean, it's Gmod, right? Yeah, Gmod well, and yeah. Source Film Engine. Or... Gmod doesn't make it easy, like for kids. That was the whole point of 3D Movie Maker, right? Mm, I guess. Harsh. But yeah, I guess combining it with VR or with move controllers or whatever makes uh, makes sense. You could sort of move around the the set and film <laughs> from a certain angle. I mean, have you seen the stuff about like the the creators in that? Like, how many ridiculous tools there are? That thing seems like there's no. a learning curve. Like, there's <laughs> well, I mean, that was even Little Big Planet had a fair learning curve. Yeah, to but, do anything complicated. But I don't know. Even just like the the tool set you get for like how you modify materials and how you're actually sculpting and things like that. There's a lot of tools, mm. and it's like, well, that's kind of great in some ways because it's like if you want control, there's control. It's like it does. It does not look a little daunting when you see this like wall of icons up here. Seems cool though. Highly tempted to get in on some of that, just to see what random stuff people are making. Maybe you should make go for some it. old. Maybe remake some old Collision software in it. See if that's possible. <laughs> And how much easier slash harder it might be. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see in the modern world. Yeah, what can you do with, like, what is effectively click and create? (laughs) Or control a button press and create. Well, give us a try and report back. <laughs> give us a try. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know Kip has, has been uh, toying with it, so we'll see. But I don't know if he's been making. I think he's just been consuming. Consume. Consume. So before moving on to the old games, what about the film update for the week? Film update. Endgame. Yep, the big one. Endgame. Apparently it's on course for uh, beating Avatar, potentially. Oh, what, for the highest grossing ever yeah isn't that slightly odd in a weird way like because it's like the, you, there's a bit of me that thinks like the, the marvel film should always have and en- en- or any ridiculously long-running series should always be like diminishing returns to some degree well, right? it doesn't because, seem to be does it no because <laughs> it's like you know in order to really enjoy this you need to know your stuff yeah but the, the, those, maybe, the people maybe. coming in late no longer are accounting towards box office they're getting dvds and stuff <laughs> 
True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are, they are putting out more and more of those, like, what was it when, when it was 10 years of the MCU? You could just buy a box that had every single film in it. I think most people just catch the odd one on Netflix until until they're ready. People coming in late. And to be honest, you don't need to have watched. You, you could watch less than half and be totally fine. Yes, there's definitely some that are less than vital to the overall plot. Iron Man yeah. 2. I mean, all that does was introduce a different actor who ended up playing Rhodes. I haven't seen Machine. Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, you, that's ex- this is what I mean. It only really yeah. introduces War Machine as a character. That's all you need to know. Terrible character. Cool. And it's probably one of the worst films in the whole MCU, in fairness. Although people seem to have like suddenly rallied around Thor Dark World being the worst. I think I've only seen that one once. That was but pretty bad. Uh, although I, in... I really can't remember it. That's, the, that's my problem with it. I can't really remember a lot about it. Well, that that's one. the thing, isn't it? Uh, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> well, yeah, I Doesn't guess. That is, that is, movie. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? Because it is technically canon, but they don't really acknowledge it anymore. No. It's uh, it's technically there, but just but kind of not to the point where like um, they didn't really acknowledge him, did they? Like Edward Norton as a at all <laughs> during their like hey, there's a recap of like people and it's yeah it's like yeah we'll just ignore that guy somewhat rightly so uh, you, you you might say but hmm. But anyway, it's pretty good. But I have some serious... I mean, a lot of people, uh, rightly so, I think, the, the conceit for solving it is kind of a bit lazy in, in some ways. It's like, well, here's the solution. Oh, really? That's the obvious solution, kind of? Like, ugh, all right. Well, they can't, They had to, right, I suppose. At least it set up a fun second act in the kind of three-act structure of the of the of end game right i liked Kinda, that yeah the middle bit was good it was yeah it was pretty dumb but quite fun it was dumb and fun which is which is kind of what you need and it's something that opens so bleakly exactly so it needed that like super the bleak opening and then the fun fun middle bit and then everyone knows what's going to happen at the at the end you have to have them try and fight right because it's yeah it's, That's the structure. Yeah. But it worked. It worked really well. I was pleased. I need to go back and watch it again, really. I mean, I was kind of surprised they put as many jokes in as they did, actually. I, I mm. was really worried it was just going to be a bleak fest. Mm. And I'd be rolling my eyes halfway through. It wasn't at all. But, yeah. I mean, it was at first. But um, even, even, at the, even at the start, they managed to have some jokes that, you know, were appropriate. Where appropriate. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I have some mechanical problems. I'm a bit disappointed, as I say, with the 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 the, the direction that it took. And I'm a little bit disappointed with that they set up their rules fine, but then a couple of key points completely break their own rules. Yeah, I think you just have to do. I mean, which is, is you know that's kind of like a huge faux pas in this thing. It's like. At the time, you're thinking, oh, yeah, of course, that's, that's what... And then you go, oh, wait, no, hang on a minute. You said that couldn't. I mean, my brother just sent around that clip, and I think people are um, sending it around. Um, I think um, Mark Hamode mentioned it in his review, uh, that clip from 
uh, Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me, you know, where he gets a, uh, you know, Dr. Evil goes back in time to the 60s, right? And then uh, mm. and then Austin Powers gets a, gets a time machine to go back and he's like, oh, but if I go back and meet myself, then won't this happen? And then, oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Basil Exposition just says, I suggest you don't worry about all of that. Just have fun. And then... That goes for you too, but <laughs> looking at the audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, but it's 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 like it's more it like that's fine. I I can I can like deal with stuff like that like normally. But it's just that they 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 took effort to point out the rules. A little bit, yeah. They had to do so and they did it by like referring to I, I've noticed that and they also the did it in a sort that... of comedy way which was fine, which was good you know they had, yeah. I actually thought they handled that moment pretty well but but they didn't listen to themselves I, I, I'm starting to think this is becoming a, a, a cliche that when you do like I'm just going to say obviously there's time travel right okay I mean, when yeah, you I mean, do time... when... around it but the Austin yeah. Powers reference kind of gave exactly. that exactly obviously they, everyone knew there was going to be time travel so when you do time travel like you have to refer to all the different fictional ways of doing time travel and that seems to be a thing now it's like every single movie that does time travel that's in any way quirky or has a fun side oh, yeah, has, the, has to like, refer oh yeah like back to the future yeah no it's like terminator oh is it like back to the future it's like south that south park <laughs> episode it seems to follow terminator rules <laughs> mm. but not really uh, or Back to the Future 2 rules, or, yeah. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban rules. <laughs> this timeline still exists, you can't change it. Or is it <laughs> Star like... Trek 2009 rules? Don't know. <laughs> or Generations rules, for that matter. Mm. Yeah, First Contact rules, right? Mm. It's just different rules in oh, every yeah, one. Too. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. I mean, it, it kind of was interesting how they played with it a bit. That was, you know, it was, it was nice. The sort of yeah. those who are, weren't aware suddenly becoming aware that, like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the conceit they used in which to deliver that is a bit like, sorry, what? How did that happen? Hmm. The, the, you know, unexplained. Also, let's just put this out there: the universe has time travel now, right? Like, yeah, that's I mean, just, it's, it's going to change it for, for they made it forever. <laughs> But it's it kind of a so bit like the other thing as well. It's like, oh yeah, I just made a time machine, like just like that. They're just like, yeah, oh, I made no. a time machine, and it's just like, okay, now the entire MCU has time travel. Has as a time travel, yeah. But they already that's... did. Like originally, there wasn't really space and space aliens and spaceships and things, and then they expanded to that. At least they did it in Which those steps. Explains the, yeah. the the evolution, of, well, the rap and the vibranium stuff, thanks to Wakanda. It's like yeah. it vaguely explains the sudden rapid tech increase of, of increase, the world. Yeah. yeah, in real time. I don't know, yeah. like suits that can appear from nothing. You know, like because Star Lord yeah, nan- has helmets and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's getting. I mean, that's what actual comics continuity gets to because at some point, if you do one of these, you know, comic universes, at some point there's a space story, and then at some point there's a time travel story, and then and then it all comes to a head, and you have to do like Crisis on Infinite Earths, like they did in the eighties for the DC yeah, universe like a, to like, sort out all like their fucked reset. up continuity. Yeah, yeah, reset everything, and then yeah, and then you have to have Earth seventy two or whatever, and all these different and ultimate 
they'll probably be i mean when when the mcu starts running out they'll have to do ultimates right which is a different universe uh, with the same characters, but ultimate versions. That's what they do yeah, in the but, comics, uh, right? So, so that's actually kind of the, one of the interesting parts of all this. You know, you know their, their rules of time travel decree that alternate timelines can exist. Yeah. They're, therefore, you've created what if land. Yeah, exactly. So now. Which, which now, could be quite fun. Yeah, which could be good. So I think that's kind of. They actually need this now because they're running out of like the the a team heroes right the a list heroes cool. in the month yeah. now they have to make do with the b list guys that most normal people have never heard of i, I, I mean but a lot of people have like never heard of iron man now, right? yeah yeah that's true yeah uh, so we'll see what they do but it, this does seem like a conclude conclusion of the first big phase first 10 years or whatever i think they did it really well even if it opens up a load of craziness for the i actually like that because like I, I much I started much preferring M- the MCU films once they got to a point where they'd established all the characters in the world and they could just do weird comic shit. Like Thor yeah, Ragnarok yeah, yeah, yeah. was was one of my favorites by far. Well, Ragnarok's amazing. Yeah, it's so good, and it's like they could never have done that without all of the. You know, you couldn't start with something as insane as that. You'd have you, they had to build up the characters already and yeah, the world. There's a, there's a- there's a predefined set of knowledge that even if you hadn't really been paying too much attention to the MCU, that some of it you would just have known through pop yep. culture. Like some of it, not all of it. Ragnarok does mm. have a lot of references. It does have a lot of callbacks, mm. um, especially towards you know, in, you know, in Asgard. Actually, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, no, you didn't. Like, I was just thinking of like of Heimdall and things like that. It's like, why mm. is this guy important? And it's like because he was completely wouldn't you wouldn't know anything about him really no. through common knowledge, but he's there and mm. he's important. And it's um, yeah. So there, there are, but but then they introduce new elements. That's, that's the thing I think MCU does tends to do pretty well. Is they always introduce just enough new each time mm. that you can get it and that, that that particular film will hang on that new stuff. That each film still works on its own, even if they do rely on some previous stuff. Mm. The new stuff is enough to drive it forward on its own, and they get that balance just right most of the time. Yeah, the exceptions are the Avengers films, and that's intentional, right? Because those, yeah. those exceptions have to rely on everything that's come before. Yeah, in order to work. Yeah, which makes it interesting that they're the biggest films now, uh, because, mm. like you say, the commitment is, is 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 enormous. Yeah, and yet, it's it's getting there. I mean, I just I just like imagine coming into Infinity War, having n- never known anything about any of those characters. I mean, I, I know that's, get on that, that's a really hard thing. You, you'd but... get you'd get on better with Infinity War than you would with Endgame, wouldn't you? If oh, sure, because Endgame's cold. part two, effectively. Yeah. Like, like, look, you couldn't you couldn't watch Endgame without Infinity War. But no, like... I just mean like if you were coming in cold and you watched Infinity War and then Endgame. I think you get more out of Infinity War because Endgame has more, re- you know, references back than Infinity War does. I would say. Yeah, but I don't of... know. It's just it's just so weird if you think about it. Just like how many characters they're throwing at you in Infinity War. Yeah, like, but you just, just have to be like, be like oh, who's this guy? All... Who's this guy? Who's this guy? What's this guy? Yeah. What? Uh, what? What's this thing? What? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't, it'd be weird. Like. It, well, it would I be. Weird, kind but... of want someone to attempt that, actually. Yeah. To be like, can you make a film that big and that crazy and that ridiculous with a billion characters, 
but we've never seen any of them before. <laughs> I don't think you can do it. That's why that's why they've done so well, right? That they've set it all up. But then that still begs the question. It's like, how are they still the biggest? Like, yeah, I guess it's. I guess because they've still done all individuals. That yeah. To, well, and I guess everyone has a favorite, and my favorite's going to be in this one. So if you followed like just one of the threads, yeah, maybe you can still be like, yeah, but this one's got Chris Pratt in it, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> However little he's in, not it. much of <laughs> Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Although I like the scene with him and Thor at the end, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but those two, the, yeah, that's the Ragnarok thing coming back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Also, I didn't quite, I didn't quite get the uh, sting, whatever the stinger noise was, what the importance of that is. But I oh, I didn't get that. I didn't wait for that, so. <laughs> I, I haven't know. bothered researching what that was about either. So no, it's probably some deep Marvel lore thing. Something, yeah. Also, when is Galactus turning up? That's the thing. Well, yeah. It was nice that they introduced the scroll in Captain Marvel. Yep, they did, yep. Because I think the scroll could be really interesting. And actually, their take on the scroll is really interesting it's so cool. far. Yeah, it's been um, good so far, yeah. But what are they going to do with Super Scroll? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot still to do. Yeah. Which is good. And they'll probably. What are they, they might... going to do with Stan Lee's character? Because they turned him into a character. Right, but point. I mean, he's gone now, so I know, I know. But what they're going to do with it? Like, mm. what are the what are the watchers going to be about? Oh, there's yeah. still things. There's still things, and they could get the X Men now that Disney's bought 20th Century Fox. Maybe at some right. point. Well, that's true. They could now. There could be some sort of deal. But you know, there's, then there's that other X Men film still coming. Yeah, I think that's yeah. which is X Men Three again, by the looks of it. Yeah, weirdly, it's a, it's a bit strange. Why, yeah, why revisit that? Because I thought but, all of the X-Men films were supposed to be canon still, like all of them. So why canon. are they revisiting a theme that's like they've done already? I don't know how that, that It breaks the works. X-Men, basically. Yeah, yeah this dark, what is it, Dark Phoenix or whatever they've called it, like breaks their own canon flow. Does, does that mean that like the, in the, first place, the days of future past and all of that stuff and... Logan is all in the same canon. I think I think that's what they're trying to say is that Days of Future Past onwards now is or not Days of Future Past, uh, First Class onwards, first class, sorry. Right. Is like a break. It's like that's like yeah. new canon now. But I think I think when they were making First Class, it was everything was still in canon, like everything. Right. Including those previous three X Men films, including <laughs> those those yeah. Wolverine films. I think they were all Oh man. Uh, but now I'm not sure they can really hold that to be true anymore because it, it doesn't work. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> no, yeah. to some degree you're right. It doesn't matter. But especially as the X Men films generally are ropey. First class was quite good. X Men Two was quite good at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember really quite liking X Men Two. Yeah. I haven't seen it since it came out, but. Mm. Didn't have the juggernaut in it though. <laughs> Vinny Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we were having a conversation about Vinny Jones earlier today. A mean Machine came up. Mm. That's a film. What's yeah. going on with Vinny Jones anyway? 
<laughs> what is going on? He must have retired, so, right? Well, the last thing I saw him do was that CPR ad. <laughs> Where he's singing along to stay him alive or something. Oh, yeah. Right, comic book movies. It's That's a that. weird and wonderful world. Speaking of Lord of the Rings as well, I'm probably going to end up seeing Tolkien tomorrow. Oh, that looks bad. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it's not really my sort of film anyway, but... Don't... What's something else? A few people are dragging me in that direction. No. And, it, and Detective Pikachu's not out yet, so, you know, what can I do? Just barely. There's got to be something better than that. I, yeah. I'm not sure there is. What? Okay. I don't, well, maybe. But maybe there's probably better stuff that I don't want to see. How about that? <laughs> I don't know that I really want to see this either, but... <laughs> When is Detective Pikachu? Is that Friday? Apparently, oh, finally, finally. Yeah, yeah it's not fucking it on YouTube continuously. There's been a lot of trailers. <laughs> it seems like there's too much trailer action going on. Is John Wick out? <laughs> not. I still haven't seen the first two. No, me but, either. But still, <laughs> but John Wick Three is either now or soon. We can only assume that How to Train Your Dragon 3 came out because I have not seen that on YouTube any longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's well, how I can oh, tell. Missing Link. Yeah, I want to see Missing Link. Yeah, Missing Link. Yeah, I would definitely avoid Tolkien. That can't possibly be good. Yeah, I know. But I can't quite convince some people to go see kids' films. Yeah, no one would be fine with it, but hey, some people aren't just, just aren't that open-minded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still got some, a little bit of fighting to do, like like you know when I I get sitting there going yeah Detective Pikachu they're all like really like, yeah it's Pikachu <laughs> it looks it looks genuinely good I mean that's yeah, definitely a kids dumb. film you want you want dumb but also good yeah well you know what I'm like yes exactly yeah <laughs> it's precisely the right combo but you know what might not be the precise right combo. <laughs> The Sonic the Hedgehog film. Yep. <laughs> News. News. Oh my word! Wow. I don't know where to begin with this thing. I really don't. Like it's I, been. I mean, it's been filling my dreams like in a bad way. I mean, we you saw it coming though, right? When you first saw that poster. I mean, yeah. Nothing about this could have could have been good, right? I don't think it's possible to do it well, but they're doing making a good fist of doing it. Sonic 06 style. <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad. <laughs> well, it's at least better acting than Sonic 06. <laughs> On average. Is it though? It's only no Jim use. Carrey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that was, oh man, just that. It, the introduction of Jim Carrey's character, which they didn't conveniently give a name for his like pre robotic yeah, form. Pre-egg? Are they going robotic with Eggman? I don't know. They called him yeah. the Doctor. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so the Doctor. Like I don't know the bit where they're like it's that conversation they have with the army guy. Oh my god, is so lame. Yeah, so lame. And then the guy says, "What the Doctor thinks you're basic?" Like, yeah, that's so lame. <laughs> yeah, two thousand nine. Here's the uh, thing: the word, I, I'm hearing the word "basic" come up a lot suddenly recently, just as like the derogatory form of it. Yeah. Just 
I mean, it's like the just literally the last couple months or something. I seem to like noticed a little bit of an explosion in it again. I mean, that and was like a kind yeah, of back to this now. You're going to yeah. start calling things ratchet soon. Exactly, it's like slang from LA ten years ago, yeah. right? Well, then again, like the, the like in combination with bitches has been about and never really yeah. went a right way, I suppose. No, unless but... it turns out this Sonic movie actually takes place in like 2009. <laughs> I mean, that's so it's it, actually context appropriate. That in itself could be vaguely <laughs> interesting if that was an angle they showed any hint of. No, but, I, apart from I, you know, also Gangsters Paradise, I guess. That, oh that my is weird. god, that is so weird. But have you, I, have you seen like people remixing Gangsters Paradise into Sonic style music off the back of that? Obviously. Oh man, no, I no, yeah. I need to go. Well, have you seen this? <laughs> Have you seen the video that's suddenly sprung very high up the YouTube recommendations of a Sonic AMV, which is just using clips of like Sonic X and the intro of Riders and stuff, right? <laughs> with Gangsters Paradise as the music mm. from 2007. Right. Oh, weird! Right, so <laughs> someone, someone someone predicted this 12 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> Nailed it. How could they? Oh, and like when they cut to the freaking pentagon or whatever in the middle it's just so cliched and freaking soul yeah. tie from battlestar galactica it's like what are you doing i do i do love the um or like or, I, I sort of independently thought of this before i started reading others opinions on it and it's like okay like i'm getting some super mario bros movie vibes yeah, from this for sure but kind of not at the same time it's like it doesn't the, go the, weird so, enough no, no. It, it's <laughs> like things are actually like they are in the game rather than just being called the thing in the game and being something completely different <laughs> i think i'd be more on board with whatever sonic looks like now if the rest of the film around it was equally as odd yeah but, as it, but as it is it's just Say it's it's uh, like safe. Well, there is yeah. oddly weird bit with the ring portal. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's slightly strange. That's, well, I mean that's kind of actually you, another decent reference, I suppose. Well, if you assume it's like the giant rings or whatever, yes. Yeah. But he yeah. like chucks it. It's like a ring that he just has, and then he throws it, and mm. it does it into a portal for some reason. I mean, the, also he's an alien. It's what we've determined. Yeah, he's an alien <laughs> who yeah. says, "Got to go fast immediately." Not, I've got to save your planet now. Yeah, your planet being the sort of key bit there, mm. but then like th- this suggests like one of the early forms of the like uh, the theory behind why he's in Sonic Adventure Land suddenly or Sonic X like kind well, of sure canon maybe chaos control yeah <laughs> it's not possible to make a good Sonic movie I don't even I mean, think I, you I could make a good Mario was, movie though. really yeah. like you could go really bizarre like I thought like. You either go like you follow the Sonic Boom cartoon format, right, and go and do the like cartoony their their current style of humor, I suppose, and roll with it that way because the Sonic Boom cartoon's all right. Yeah, um, you could just make a long one of those. Yeah, you, you could pull that off. Um, the uh, I mean, the, the flip side is you do something like the, this is the Super Mario Bros. angle is you bring back the Satan storyline. You know the sort of dark robotics one, yeah, and the world is like over uh, overtaken, and it's like the resistance movement to bring it mm. back, like that. I would want to see, yeah, because um, you could go weird. You could do all kinds of stuff. You could do like, and also that guy who, like, the, you know, the voice actor that did Robotnik. Then man, he was badass. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, I mean, there are directions you could take it. The direction they have taken it is the lamest, safest, 
kind of crap that they could have done. It's it just, just doesn't seem like anything. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't really have any idea of what it's doing. It's just like, I guess he's just a weird alien and world saving happens. <laughs> it's just like, there's not even any kind of story to that. And, uh, yeah. What is the big thing that he has to save the world from? Yeah. Like, it's like, there's not even been any hint of that. There's no just like, oh, I've got to save the world. Apparently, the Doctor guy is wants you because you're an alien and There's, maybe not because he's evil but maybe he isn't who knows look I'm so I'm kind of against trailers that give you the entire plot true, right? true. absolutely <laughs> like Detective Pikachu is a bit of a problem with that it shows off far too much of where it's going and what, it, what oh, happens I guess it's like there's the mystery element is still there but it's like there are there are some key moments in those trailers definitely where a couple like, one or other of the trailers has like when it's not just images of Pokemon yeah it's like here's actual bits of plot it's like that's too much (laughs) yeah stop you didn't didn't need quite so much of that um it's not too bad like I'm I'm over egging that a little bit it's not as bad as it could have been but you know you could have seen some of the action shots that they use and like surprise us in the film please um yeah but they have to get people to come and see something that they didn't have to show Mewtwo come on it's like that you could have left that as been like oh they're doing a bit of a movie thing the Pokemon movie thing all right cool um I guess you didn't, yeah, didn't need to show us that. Um, you've already wowed us with your world and how your Pokemon are realized and that kind of stuff. It's like you could you could sell this film just on that, really. And the moment about talking about caffeine—that's fine. That's all you needed. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, this this has absolutely no hook at all. The Sonic like there's nothing to, to latch onto other than Sonic's here. People want his energy. Is that it? Like what's yep. yeah? What is the save the planet plot? Like that's like what is that about? There's there's nothing. There's nothing. There's really nothing. I mean, like, I don't even know if they should have done the hey, hey, Robotnik does end up looking a bit like Eggman or whatever. Like the Doctor ends up looking like Eggman. I mean, that was the, the best well, thing. Image that, like is, that, that is actually the one reassuring thing. The, the one reassuring thing in the trailer, and that oh, actually, you know what? Jim Carrey looked kind of like when he takes on the persona properly he looks kind of all right maybe but, that's like, it. That, that, it comes yeah. together maybe this trailer but, is like an uber bait and switch where the, like the, everything that was in this trailer is just like the first 10 minutes and then they actually like the whole world changes because like in the background of where you've got the jim carrey that last shot it's yeah, like giant mushrooms that? and shit yeah it's like okay they've actually gone to a sonic world i guess right that would be that, that would be, be good. i mean if th- if that is their play then hats off. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Given given that the director or is it the directors had to come out and say, "Hey, we've heard that you hate this Sonic, yo. We're going yeah, to change it. the Sonics." Yes, they, there was a tweet which may or may not be official. Yeah, still kind of unknown. Well, because it, it clearly means like, that, we, can, we need to fix this. Apparently, it clearly means the film's not going to come out in November. Well, if, you would think if they're having to redo all of Sonic CG, but they're not going to. They're not going to spend money on it if they know it's going to bomb, <laughs> which they know now. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but maybe they don't because there's so much. <laughs> People will see it. Just People to will see it. it. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's the flip side of these things. It's like it's fallen into the so bad ca- category that someone's going to have to see it. But people are going to flock to it because it's so awful. <laughs> people are going to see bad movies at the cinema. That'll only work. Sure, they'll they watch it on Netflix, but <laughs> well, maybe yeah. that'll only work if they don't do any more trailers. <laughs> well, they if they start it. revealing any more of it and it still looks as bad, then maybe that will start driving people away rather than making people more interested. I think it's really it. well. Maybe it's like about right but like it's quite early for a trailer i guess six months away 
Maybe. Who knows how it feels any longer? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they all do weird shit constantly. Yeah. It's a bit bizarre. I, I'm still my brain. A part of my brain is like struggling to get over the fact that 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 the, the cop is that Teddy off Westworld or oh, Cyclops yeah. from X Men. Cyclops from X Men in two thousand. It's like it's a slightly odd pick, given that he was on Top Gear as well fairly recently and clearly couldn't talk about it. <laughs> like he was, they talked about his other stuff. It's like, but he, I wonder if that was like a scheduling mishap where he was supposed to come on to talk about the Sonic film. But then that would be way too early, I guess. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, I didn't even like. He's not even that good in Westworld. He's fine in Westworld. He's fine. There's nothing. Nothing. I mean, his character, his character's kind of strange anyway. I think he played it as best as that character could be done. I guess that's true. Yeah. He's like. He's intentionally malleable, right? That's the, that's mm. his whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Right, have we got uh, any true video game news? <laughs> true video game news. Uh, Not really. I'd say none of this is exactly video game news. Sure. What's going on <laughs> We've with got the... corporate news and Twitter news? <laughs> <laughs> so, in corporate news. We... We've got Epic making tons of money and buying everything in sight, right? Well, sure. I don't know if they're making tons of money. Well, of I mean, they presumably Fortnite. they're not making much money at the moment because they're spending it all. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah, you're right. The money they're making on Fortnite, they're immediately revenue investing. Yeah. yeah, not profit, but revenue. Yeah, so they bought Psionics, Rocket League guys, mm. which makes sense. I'm just, yeah, it makes a huge amount of sense given their you know. How long is it now? 15 year history? Maybe more than that, actually, with Psionics, because they worked with them way back in for Unreal 2004. All the vehicle stuff was written by Psionics for that game. Mm. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that so makes they, sense. They, they have a hugely long term relationship with these guys. So it's uh, it's it's no surprise that you know Rocket League's a hugely successful thing. Fortnite's a hugely successful thing. We know each other. We probably should have bought you years ago. Years ago, and and it's the whole games as a service thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, barely, I guess. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's clearly if, if they if there if there was any consideration towards Rocket League at all, it would have been. The, it's not like they're going to sell a bunch of copies of Rocket League on the Epic Store, really. Oh, well, yeah. They're, so that's they're like, after the microtransaction mm. money, if yeah, you're thinking about Rocket League at all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The Everyone way, is. I guess. Yeah. You're not going to really sell... Rocket League doesn't sell... Uh, oh, wow, I wonder, actually. Who knows? But I, I wouldn't imagine Rocket League itself sells that many brand new copies anymore. No. Other than when it perhaps launched on Switch. That probably got it some... Yeah. Sure. A little more traction. And whenever um, it goes on sale. Sure. Which is <laughs> always frequently. sales. Yeah. But yeah, the, the yeah the loot box game is is and the battle pass game is presumed was it called rocket pass game must be where That's most where of the money at. is coming from. Um, but that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like something you'd go through a lot of effort to worry about, which makes it weird that they seem to be suggesting they're going to move, remove Rocket League from Steam. Well, that's. That's, I don't think that's been confirmed, right? It's like it's, it's a very it's, precisely worded statement that pretty much always confirms it. Yeah, using terms like currently and thereafter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising at this point if they took it off, but like, but like, irrelevant. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's relevant. Yeah, because everyone who's into well, and also it's odd because there's like there's an existing community there. Like, it's I don't think you're like okay, whatever. Rocket League has a fairly is a fairly strong community. It's a fairly strong game, but it's like I don't think you'd be you're doing. The longevity of your game a favor by suddenly saying this community now has to slowly die because, or the Steam specific part of it has to slowly die because it can't add new players to it to replace mm. people that are dropping off. It's not possible. I think that's a, I think that would be a really crazy thing to do. I mean, yeah, they've got their cross platform stuff in there now, like cross platform party stuff, so maybe that diminishes this as a problem yeah um but like what if i decide for whatever reason to move to the epic store because the epic store is the next big is the new big thing and all my friends are there in the far-flung future (laughs) or whatever it's like it's not truly cross-platform because all my stuff's gonna like my profile's gonna be where it is right they haven't gone that far with this yet rocket id hasn't meant that all my stuff is everywhere which is what i really want Mm. Like, like, so what? I can't play on my PC right now. That's fine. I'll fire up the PlayStation and play it in HD, HDR, or whatever that they've added recently, and I'll play it on that version for a bit. That's cool. All my progress carries over. That would be great. But it's not. That's what you really want from this stuff. But it's the stuff the platform holders kind of prevent you from doing until Fortnite happened. So maybe Epic can make this happen, and then Sony can be a bitch about it again. Yeah. <laughs> So this could actually be a great move in some ways, mm, but maybe, but just not a very relevant move. You've got to assume that buying the developer because they just—it's not like the the other ones where they've just been buying exclusivity to a game. This is actually a developer purchase, so you've got to assume that they want those developers to do something that's not just Rocket League. Because <laughs> I can't see that being a very much of an investment to just. I mean, maybe it was cheap. <laughs> they bring vehicles to properly to Fortnite. Well, that was what I was thinking. It's like if you compare like the idea of that basically the science of people re- all they've been doing recently is churning out rocket pass content, <laughs> random hats and stuff for the cars, mm. and then you look at what Fortnite's doing, where they're just turning out tons of costumes and shit. It's like that seems like that might be quite a crossover there. Yeah, it, in maybe. skills. Yeah, the random crap. Pool. Yeah, the random cat crap production departments. Yeah, they can they can be moved around, presumably. <laughs> but then yeah, the way Fortnite as a game has been going, it's like, well, yeah, they've got they could bring the vehicle team in. Yeah, I guess. And put all that stuff in Fortnite because Fortnite will eventually be every game. <laughs> For like a week and then stop being that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because the, yeah, that was the news, wasn't it, recently that they're destroying some of the more famous parts of the world. Well they're always doing that. Like, yeah. I don't think I've seen a update where one part of it hasn't been exploding. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is their thing. It's like, yeah, this area's gone forever. Sorry. But we're replacing it with something else. Yeah. <laughs> so that end, it's like, um, was it a- the Apex Legend guys have been out um, fairly recently saying, yeah, we're, we're going to try and do a bit more to make sure this game feels fresh. Not Fortnite more, but <laughs> we're going to do more to make sure we get content in here specifically without killing our workforce. Well, yeah, because it's yeah, it's been going on at the moment. Yeah, because apparently, like working on Fortnite is an absolute nightmare. Really? 
Yeah, like just like the, the amount of... Like, it's like, non-stop crunch. You're always making something Yeah, at maximum speed. Should it get out the door? And it's... Whilst it's not contractually expected of people to work overtime, if you don't, your contracts will not be renewed. So, like, the burnout and the churn is apparently incredible. Like, the number of people that come through the doors and then leave those doors right, is ridiculous. Right, just chewing through people. They're chewing through people, and they're not only that, but they just they require so many people to do what they're doing. Yeah. That they're not create that, that they are eventually creating a huge problem for themselves because yeah. it's not going to be too long before everyone has been to Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Every developer in the world has yeah. worked on Fortnite for a week and then left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then no, and then there'll be nobody left who wants to work there. It's very hard to scale these things, especially when you hadn't planned for the success necessarily. I mean, because I mean, why would you? I mean, it's one of those things. It's like up until that story and this this new that you know details of that work environment started coming out i'd want to think that everyone at least from a fortnite only perspective epic game store and all that garbage aside Mm. it's like if you just look at fortnite on its own what they're achieving is incredible and it is incredible but now it's like tainted a little bit especially for me where it's like i can't look at fortnite we're now going like right yeah yeah, you're doing it this with all the workplace stuff that's happening in the news around video games at the moment it's like now you're one of the bad guys as well it's weird. I, it's, it's it's definitely a, like a generalized software problem. I think where like you'd think with infinite money you'd just get more resources and do more, but in fact, it's just so much easier to have less people working harder than it is to have more people because coordinating between lots of people is so hard that it's just easier just to have less people who know more. It's slightly odd because, it, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but it's slightly odd because it's like the video game industry seems to do the exact opposite of what every other tech sector does in a way, where they get big and then give the staff loads of leeway. And or is that yeah. just my perspective of it? It's like the thing is, is like you know when Google got big, yeah, Google, but it was, feels it's like, like they suddenly Google created and... this ridiculously healthy environment for everyone to work in. I mean, that's Facebook's only sort of really similar. Amazon is similar as well like yeah create pretty nice environments for everyone to be in it's google and facebook it's... that do that and to some extent amazon although i heard amazon is pretty horrible in places and microsoft uh, as well i guess rob, rob, yeah but probably not... in places historically yeah. historically microsoft was bad but recently it's good oh no no microsoft's apparently really good now it is now yeah well, probably because they're emulating this success of but then like or, but then every startup who suddenly hits it big right like they, their environments are pretty good spotify's environment's supposed to be pretty good right yeah spotify's and pretty good um a lot of people take just, their model yeah it's just it. like every other sector seems to actually make a decent go of it like it's just maybe everyone those. was just scared off by valve situation where they maybe. made a nice work environment and then no production happened and then nothing ever <laughs> happened ever again but, yeah. but, but Valve still make like <laughs> megabucks. <laughs> yeah, but by doing nothing, they, they <laughs> set up a system for them to not have to do any work and still make money. <laughs> Up to this point, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, they're probably going to have to. Do I mean, Valve was always kind of weird because, like, um, he just had loads of money from Microsoft, so he funded the whole thing basically, Gabe, and mm. they never had investors to please, so they. Half-Life 1, they famously scrapped like a year and a half before launch and just basically started again because they could and they wanted to. That would never have happened otherwise. No, true. So they always kind of were just able to do what they wanted just because they weren't beholden to anyone, really, Mm. because the money came from early Microsoft. 
but Valve is still that, right? They still don't have much in the way of investors and. Yeah, well, Half Life was a massive hit, so yeah, yeah, and then they just but, I mean, built even, on that. Even today, yeah, they don't, they don't really, yeah. they're not really, they don't, they haven't formed themselves into that sort of company. No, but they'll never be beholden now because they've got enough revenue, right, and streams and to be able to do it. It's kind of like Nintendo, actually, like. To a point, and an even yeah, but Nintendo scale. still has a board and is still like shareholder owned and things like that. It's like it's a little different. Hmm. But Nintendo's got those Wii Wii monies. Even now, <laughs> even after, longer. the Wii money still flows. <laughs> it got them through the Wii U problems. Yes. It did, yeah. Well, they had the 3DS at that point. The 3DS yeah, I guess. was being printed. Anyway. Anyway, epic. still epic. as weird as ever. Mm-hmm. Still, yes, yeah, still causing all kinds of issues. Also, Everyone. you know, Epic must like, regardless of Fortnite's success, they must still make mega bucks off Unreal Engine on its own, right? Yeah, assume so, yeah, or well, like a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Not seeing as income. much any longer. Now everything's Unity. Yeah, I guess Unity has spread a lot because of its model, but... and like you have like ease of use and. And you stuff. have like corporate entities like EA trying to force everyone to Make use in-house engines, right? So that they don't, yeah. uh, which, you know, they should probably have bought Unreal. <laughs> that it wasn't because Mass Effect was Unreal, wasn't it? Originally, well, the first yeah. three, yeah, one to yeah. three was. So they were forced to switch to an in-house engine and that didn't go very well. Uh, yeah. I guess Ubisoft had developed a decent in-house engine, so they're, they're good. It's one of those things as well. There's like there's stuff coming out of like, the Bioware story that we talked about weeks ago and things like that, where it sounds like the problems that Frostbite suffered from and that where people were forced to use are slowly being solved by these failures. Oh, I'm sure. In, in, but... in, in a strange way, all the, all these like problematic game releases they're having are actually pushing Frostbite in a more general direction, so eventually it will be even better than it is now. Supposedly. Is it worth it? You'll have a good yeah, engine and no, and good, I, no legacy of good games. <laughs> but then how on earth do you create competition in that workspace? It's like, yeah, it's weird in EA's case because they're never going to license it out as far as it seems. Mm. Right? So, uh, like it doesn't. It's not necessarily their game plan. But in a weird way, it is nice to have different engines hanging about, different looks and feels. So not not everything is the same, I suppose. That's true. But then we've got to the point, at least, where Unity and Unreal are uh, mature enough that sometimes it can be a little bit like, oh, this was done in Unity? Oh, okay, cool. It doesn't look necessarily like a Unity game or... Yeah, we no longer have that characteristic oh, look to the such an yeah. extent. Not every Unreal game looks like Gears of War, you know. So speaking of Valve doing nothing, they have released some new VR headsets. Is that right? Because <laughs> mm. now they're only about hardware. Seems well, like they, you know, I mean, there was that claim ages that. ago that they were developing three full-size VR games, so maybe. Supposedly, yeah. Still haven't seen anything of them. But yeah, maybe it'll all uh, come together. Yeah, but you know they put the word the number three in there. That's... Yeah, that's a problem. So there are two VR headsets. Is that right? From them, like one of them <laughs> is a self-contained one, right? And the other is like a upgraded. I don't know about the self-contained one, but the the one I I, I sort of looked up is the is the Valve Index, mm. which is a their own, effectively a Vive, Vive variant. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so what's going on with Vi- with HTC? Are they is it licensed or is it their own completely their own? Or? Uh, so I believe I believe HTC actually own Vive. They just worked with Valve to, as a sort of marketing, yeah, like deal. Like like Valve wanted VR on their platforms, but didn't have the resources to do what they wanted to quickly right. enough, I guess. But so they now worked they're with there. HTC to put the Vive out and the Vive Pro, and like uh, I I believe I would I wouldn't be surprised if Vive Pro wasn't really Valve tied at all. That was just HTC doing a thing. Um, uh, whereas yeah, because like, because now. Valve are clearly putting out their own kit, and it's like, right. admittedly, in conjunction with another partner. So this headset is built by Lenovo. Oh right, okay. But it's not branded as such, meaning you you know you can assume that Valve actually owns this one outright. Right. It's just that Lenovo are their production partner. Um. So yeah, it's basically a Vive, but a bit nicer. And that it's got nicer screens, it's got a nice refresh rate, it's got a nice redesigned controllers that are a little bit lo- like halfway houses between the ones and the Oculus Touch controllers, mm. which is nice. Cool. Because um, I, I did like the, the extra capabilities that the Touch controllers had on the Oculus and thought that that was maybe the, the Vive's like, biggest problem, was mm. that they, they were stuck with those wand controllers. Um, but now you get the best of both, I suppose, and that they're sort of ones with finger tracking, and it's like, oh, okay, that works. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's, just, it, it's still base station based, so you still have to. It's still you know outside in tracking, um, rather than the the sort of like I don't know the the growing trend of inside out tracking. Um, so you still have to worry about setting all that up um, and and doing it that way. Um, but for them, uh, you know, it's more comfortable. It's got built-in headphones. It's like it feels like Vive. The, the Vive has actually caught up to the mod cons that you now sort of expect from a VR set. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it, it looks nice. It's nine hundred and nineteen pounds, supposedly, for the complete set with all the base stations and all the uh, and all the controllers. Right. Um, so it's not. It's still not a cheap option. But it, I think it supersedes the Vive quite quite easily. What, mm. what I didn't look up at, at actually, which might be interesting, is because they're selling all the bits separately. Like you could buy the base stations separately from the rest of the kit, for instance. Is like, does it just work with the Vive base stations? If you had those, it definitely seems to. Or the imply, Vive Pro's stations because they're different. It definitely seems to imply that where it's like you can use these controllers with your previous stuff. Oh right, like so the controllers for people would... who already own. Other versions or whatever. I'm pretty, pretty sure it says that on the like the store page. Oh right. So if you have like a Vive, you could still buy the the new controllers and yeah, maybe that's cool. That would be really nice. They have said obviously like full compatibility with every Vive thing that's come before, which you know would be stupid if they didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that they got out of there and said it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like it's one of those things. I still have a vague. Like I really want to try some of this for realsies. VR rather isn't just, dead yet. No, just r- rather than just a quick demo, I want to do this properly and see what see what it's see what the crack is all about. Mm. Um, but I'm, I don't know. Like it, 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 
the software library seems to actually make me think like maybe I should get a PSVR or like wait for PSVR two when that's because that's a the thing. Next PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> Because there'll be, there's probably more stuff there that I would be more interested in playing, like you know, Astrobot and Tetris Effect. And... Oh, actually, the self-contained thing I was talking about was actually Oculus. They they announced two new headsets. Ah, right. I think I was about to say because I didn't see a Valve one, but yeah, Ocu- Oculus yeah. Quest is the yeah, that's the one. Yes, yeah, so let's pivot to that. Do you know much about the Quest? Because I sort of don't know much about these self-contained units not really it's just that it um it sort of scans the environment and tries to remember it right by just using the cameras right i think uh, yeah it's to, inside to, out tracking yeah inside out yeah and it works across like multiple it can remember different living rooms and things <laughs> so you can take hmm. it to your friend's house and stuff well, that's cool but yeah like what do these self-contained units actually Offer. Do they have controllers? Do they do they are they just look around experience? Is it like VR like Galaxy Gear style kind of thing? You know, is it? Uh, uh, I, I, think... I, I, I haven't quite figured out what their use case are because there's a lot of people, a lot of things. I've seen a lot of stuff. People going, yeah, the Quest is 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 great. It's this, this is this is this is VR for me, and I'm like, well, wait, wait, yeah, wait, but what can you actually do with it? Like, I think it definitely the... comes with uh, the Oculus Touch controller things. Okay. Uh, so there is and, so there is some interactivity rather than just looking around. Yeah, and it's all wireless. Uh, yeah, and with the inside-out tracking. Yeah. So I mean, they've had to redesign the touches so they work like inside-out as well. What does? Presumably, yeah. Yeah. How do, they, how do they work? Or does the headset just try and follow them somehow? I'm not sure how they detect their orientation relative to the headset, but yeah, it's it's all. Um, yeah, self-contained or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But that's for, for pre-order, I guess. So that's not yeah fully out yet. But does this mean they have the well? There's reviews and stuff starting to float about of people mm. using them and things. But this it? is only like um, like four hundred, five hundred quid. So it's like half the price of. Obviously, it's not going to be high fidelity of, uh, um, the Valve one. But that one, you need to you need to spend another two thousand on the PC probably. Yeah. Whereas this would be all in one for four hundred, five hundred quid, which would be yeah, which guess makes it in some respects a console, right? Because it's yeah. going to have so, yeah, exactly. It's got to have its own storefront. It's got to have yeah. its own stuff. It's got to well, it's got an inbuilt lifespan. I suppose is a problem as a result of that. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, I think yeah, I guess it's like Facebook's first console. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's odd. Uh, equally odd is the Rift S, I suppose, which we talked about before, being like, yeah, it's a, an inside-out tracking version of the Rift in that it still needs to plug into a PC. Um, but you don't have to have base stations with it because of the inside-out tracking. Um but it's like it's it's a series of odd decisions everywhere else. It seems it's like that start side makes sense, but the screens have drawn mixed opinions in that they're higher. They are slightly higher resolution than the previous ones, um, but because they're not OLED, some of the problems come with it. As in, they have to have a lower refresh rate um, for some reason. Uh, 
and the blacks aren't as good because they're not OLED. Right. Um, but some of the color depth is better. Oddly, like some some of the vibrancy is 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 has been improved so mixed bag on the screen size also some uh, there's complaints about the build quality about that some of the component parts just don't feel like they're made well or uh, as as nice or as sleek as as the original oculus design Hmm. (coughs) um but it does have a relatively decent price tag i think of like like 400 pounds or four hundred dollars, I think it is, for for just the headset, um, which isn't really isn't bad at all. That's pretty competitive, but maybe that's where that price point comes from. You know, yeah, from being maybe. slightly lower grade overall than the Rift, which for Rift owners is a bit of a bummer because I guess it means that, like there's no real reason for them to want to upgrade if they have problems with their existing setup. Um, not really a compelling argument to, but perhaps opens a door for some that haven't yet jumped on VR. I don't know. There are some compelling parts of it, like the inside-out tracking and stuff like that. But there's still, there's, you know, any VR solution has has money associated with it, and it's still like I don't know at that price point. Is it does is it a good value proposition like you still have if you if i can't help but think like if you're gonna if you're interested in vr you either go low end and go psvr and see what it's all about or you're going to be have enthusiasts that are just going to go all in i don't know if this middle ground really exists i guess we'll see but hey vr still about yeah good for it it's is that it for news? Do you want to? Is there something about Borderlands? Twitter news. <laughs> Twitter news. Partially Twitter news, anyway. About Borderlands Three, <coughs> they did another. Well, they did a gameplay reveal, I guess. Now, mm. not just a reveal reveal, I guess, which was the first one. And apparently, it went better this time. Like the actual, the actual thing functioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the main problem was Randy Pitchford saying things badly. I was going to say saying dumb things, but technically I understand what he was trying to say, but he said it so badly that it fucked everything up quite... And then he continued to say bad things afterwards. <laughs> Where during the presentation, he said there's, there's no microtransactions and then went on to or say... Or any of that nonsense or any of that is the quote. Yeah. And then went on to say like, we're going to do it like Borderlands 2. Which which is microtransactions. Which is microtransactions. Yeah. But what he was trying to say... <laughs> And failing was he was trying to say we're not going to do any premium currency loot box bullshit. We're going to do DLC like we did in Borderlands Two, right? But but they had like skin. But they had skin DLC in Borderlands Two of like you know ninety nine p range kind of stiff. Did they have a yeah. loot box system as well? Kinda in that you skull could, keys, but like, yeah. I don't think you could buy those with in game. They were giving out codes and stuff on Twitter, right? Right. So you couldn't buy those with like shift could, key money yeah. or whatever that stuff was called. I don't think so. Right. Well, you might actually. In the weird gearbox, wasn't it gearbox shift? Yeah, That's whatever. What, yeah. Maybe there was a way to do it. I don't know. But they didn't promote it or anything. But yeah, there's 99p skins is literally the definition of microtransactions. Yeah, and I yeah. think that this is where, like, it's the old school definition of microtransactions. In fact, 
relatively old school, but the <laughs> older school version of what Borderlands 2 has was DLC, because that's what it was called at the time. That's what it was on Steam. It's the section in Steam where it's called DLC, because it's not in the game. Yeah, but the deal, it had big DLC. It so. also had actual yeah. DLC, yes. But like, what? that's what he was trying to say, but you can't say no microtransactions if you don't realise that the definition of microtransaction includes any transaction that's small. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what it literally means. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The was it the game's lead producer clarified that they are going to have the skin. Yeah, that they are going to have skin packs and things like that. And it's just like, what are you talking? Like, and then he got pissed off about a Game Informer article. Who Game Informer article, Informer article that did exactly what you'd expect the news article to be like. Here's be like, what Randy Pitchford said. Here's what the actual. Here's what a developer said. Reality. And then, yeah. like, that's that's a news article. I mean, yeah, because it's like, it's an ongoing story with Brandy, isn't it? Yeah. He's a compulsive liar. And then, you know, he went, he basically confirmed that himself by claiming that they called him a liar, which that article clearly did not. <laughs> oh, right. They didn't even say that. that, that well, no. they, I guess they implied it heavily. Kind of, but, like, <laughs> you can't be working on implication. It's just like, you. it's like, this is what this person said. This is what this person said. That's just stating facts. Any implication is purely in the minds of the reader or the person the implication is being made about. I mean, I guess the game's not out. The lead producer guy could, could, actu- be wrong. could actually be wrong. Yeah. Yes, that's technically true. But, but no that, one, but no that one seems called less likely in a way. No, yeah, the, the CEO knowing everything about the game. Yeah. <laughs> it does... I mean, and there's uh, plenty of other places and podcasts and outlets have said this already, but it does... It's so strange that given everything that's going on with Gearbox and specifically with Randy, that they have he's the one... Yeah, that he's the one still doing all this. <laughs> I mean, he is a CEO. Maybe yeah. he just has like the perception of power that oh, like, of no one does. can touch him. Of course, he does. The yeah. PR department can't handle him. You know, he can like, and he also he, he has wants. final say. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, yeah clearly, but he shouldn't. No, there should be a whole crew of people saying, "Randy, for the love of God, stop this." There was like later on in this Twitter thread where he went into like the full slash number posts where there's like fucking 18 goddamn consecutive posts or whatever it did start to look like the pr department had come around where it's like <laughs> now we're starting to see properly constructed statements of like <laughs> well-worded thought, thought out words are happening in these 18 consecutive twitter posts they, they clearly didn't hire the malformaling to do them no <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just it's, a mess. it's gearbox is a mess yep I have been for a long time now. And, all and yet, weirdly, I still have hope for this game. Well, I mean, from what I... I did actually watch very much of the gameplay, but from what I saw of it, it just looks like Borderlands. It looks like a Borderlands-ass <laughs> Borderlands <laughs> yeah. game. And I'm kind of okay with that. Yep. Any improvements to the Borderlands formula will be improvements, because there's not really much you could... Not, like, there's not much there to start with, so it's not like you can take stuff away, really. Mm. <laughs> you can only add... <laughs> knee slides and mantling. Well, you know, yeah, movement options. That. that is kind of what Ball Lads was missing, really, because it was a very like there was no cover or anything. <laughs> I mean, there didn't need to be because it wasn't that kind of game, but it was very like rigid. It's you just shoot- moved your camera around and shot bullets. It's a, it's a classic shooter. Yeah. yeah, but that's fine. But I, it don't, could, I don't mind it that. Could have easily, you know, it definitely has room to have 
Because, I mean, they tried to do it slightly in Borderlands with, like, the melee cl- ca- character. Yeah. They were trying to, like, make him super fast and stealthy and that kind of stuff. It's like, I mean... Who I was rubbish at, as it turns yeah. out. I didn't... Like, we, all of Borderlands 2, I was playing as that guy, and it's like, yeah, this is maybe a mistake. He has very specific ways you had to play, and it yeah. was like... They were kind of it, awkward Yeah, it didn't use. really work in Borderlands 2. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there was there's clearly room for Borderlands to be other thing, have other elements incorporated into it but at the base it's just like it's just borderlands you just get weird guns and shoot things <laughs> like that works just fine Bagsy the beast guy whatever that's about for borderlands 3 I don't know about these classes I mean if I can siren again I mean that's obvious. I mean yeah they had to do that right and the soldier again that's still boring as it always has been <laughs> yeah but he's gonna be slightly different I mean, he's always slightly different right <laughs> yeah but like Soldier classes are always at a certain point they're they're designed to be the generic class for the for sure. people who don't know what they or don't want to think about it too much. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And they have a tendency to add a class within their DLC, don't they? So. <laughs> yeah, which presumably will be happening, I yeah. guess. But by that point you're invested in the class you're playing, like most people Well, for us, maybe we won't play it for another six months after release because of extra exclusivity and then oh, that yeah. class will already be out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe the game of the year edition that always happens with Borderlands as well. Yep. Um what everyone kept saying about any epic exclusivity game where it's just like, Great, I can buy it six months after it's released and all the bugs will be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have a better time when it eventually lands on Steam. I was, I am having that moment like where we're four months into the year, and I realise that as as an entity, Happy Salad hasn't really played much 2019 stuff. It's only four months. We I haven't even got the E3 yet, where a bunch of shit will come out probably. Well, yeah, there's some I mean, some some news of stuff that won't be coming out. I mean, there's some. Fairly... There's a Pokemon game this year. We come up. Yeah, there's a Pokemon game. Theoretically, this year. anyway. What are we supposed to be playing? Well, <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit like like. We've had two well, of the best years because, ever, pretty much, for yeah. the year games. It's weird because, like, there seems to have been a lot of stuff that was announced last year at E3 that still isn't out. Or has, in some cases, literally only just got out. <laughs> There's not a huge amount, admittedly, that would normally interest us, I suppose. Yeah, there wasn't. Division 2 doesn't really cut it. E3 last year didn't really have anything particularly interesting for us. I, I mean, supposedly Control's out soon. The new Remedy game. Hmm. Haven't heard much about that. No, no, that's gone pretty quiet. But apparently, that's out fairly soon. Oh, I think it is. Because well, you know, I'm not. I'm not too sure on that. Don't count me for that. Don't count on me for that. You can count me one. One. <laughs> A singular Rob. One and only. <laughs> it's time for what you've been playing. I guess so. Game. <laughs> what have you been playing, Rob? Nothing from 2019. I, yeah, I haven't got a huge a huge amount to talk about this week because I've been, well, A, rubbish, B, busy, uh, and C, working on a new music project. Yay. So uh, yeah, so my game time has, has slipped a little bit of late. Uh, I finished off that Spider-Man DLC. Eventually. Cool. Eventually. Uh, yeah, it never really reaches the heights of that first episode. The Black Cat stuff is... Is the best. Okay. Is the best. It's the most. It's the best written and has the best ending. Mm. Not ending. Uh, and it did. It, 
the return of that in the last DLC episode is very fleeting and very, oh yeah, we had to deal with that, didn't we? Uh, <coughs> thing. And it's just, it's, it's, dang, you could have done a lot more of that. That's a shame. Um, yeah, the whole, the whole, the episodic structure doesn't end up working in its favor. Um, because they don't bring the whole together very satisfyingly. There is a through line, but because it's weirdly segmented, it's like they never really focus on that through line enough in a strange like, and they never really focus on the individual parts enough, except for that black cat one where I think they get it completely right. Um, there is a there's an un, there's a sort of sideline story that is really interesting and actually probably has ramifications on the next Spider-Man game. Hmm. Um, and that comes in the in the last DLC part. It takes the form of a side mission, actually, where it's such where you you learn some things about uh, uh, one of the main characters in that's in the main game, and you're just like, oh, oh, this is that means this relationship is going to take a very different direction in the next game. That's kind of interesting. Uh, so there's some there's some seeds of that lane, but it ultimately like things get I think get worse as the DLC goes on. Like um, the 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 combat, especially, I think, really starts to suffer towards the end of the the thing because it's just. I mentioned last time that there were some moments in that middle DLC that just felt sloppy, yeah. And it's like in and you get some of that here, not because it's just like the encounters just don't feel very thought through. They were like, right, we've got all these enemy types, let's throw every single one of them at you at once in large quantity. And the game just becomes a complete cluster of madness that you yeah. can't really manage. I don't feel easily. like I can feel my way through. No. Like, so I ended up sort of cheesing it by using the environment to just like funnel the enemies round. So I'm only dealing with a few at a time rather than dealing with all of them at a time, which maybe was the intent. But, but it like just kiting around just enemies isn't really, yeah. No. It's very it, super, super heroic, is it? No, it, it, it just didn't feel good. It felt like I was dealing with a problem rather than dealing with a a complex challenge yeah um i mean that does happen you were saying that does sort of happen in god of war eventually but yeah not quite sure there, there, there are sections like that but it, like god of war at least doesn't ever th- like at least in god of war it, it always feels like there's some combinations of enemies right they're yeah, like for sure they're like oh okay in this section you're dealing with this and this uh, in this fight you're going to deal with this and this Whereas in Spider-Man, it's like, in, oh, okay, yeah. In There's this the... fight, you're going to have whip guys. You're going to have jetpack guys. You're going to have the new jetpack guys. You're going to have the 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 brutes uh, and the other brutes and <laughs> yep and just and just all and just dudes and guns and shock sticks and like and uh, literally and grenades everything. and shields and grenades and, and it's like yes, yeah, it's just it's too much. It's far too much. Oh, and uh, yeah, and didn't. Area of effect and de- area denial attacks like fire, thing. yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and it's they're just, really annoying, it's, yeah, they are properly annoying. And it, the, the game can't handle it. There are some, and, and I noticed some things about how, like, they they there are some camera things they do that in isolation seem like a smart idea. Um, like there's a certain dodge you can do on a certain attack from one of the new, new enemy types mm. that. The, when you do and you get a perfect time, the camera swings in a way that you follow the guy you're dodging. Okay. 
which when you're fighting just them is it's cool totally fine when you're fighting a horde of people having mm. the camera suddenly swing around you can't see the thing you were trying to fight and we're yeah. just dodging this thing is the worst <laughs> i kind of get that just from the t- from the uh takedowns or whatever because it's kind of random where the camera ends up after a sure but i don't mind that so much because yeah. i feel like i've i've been like as opposed to just a dodge it's like i've chosen to do this big yeah. moment that's true. The swingy. I'm like, I want to focus on that guy to take him out. Yeah. That's the point of a finisher. And that's yeah. fine. I'm okay with that. And the game actually gives you, like, I think that's also fine because of the big highlight over the thing you're going to do the finisher on. Yeah. That's also fine. It's like when it's just a dodge mm. and it's like, well, I need to dodge everything all the time. And, and now the camera being tied to that, that's a problem for me. And, uh, you know, it, I think that, as I say, because there's so much going on as well, you end up with what is, I think, the the absolute worst part of all of this in that a dodge at the right time for one enemy is no guarantee that the dodge is going to save you from an attack from another enemy. Right, yeah, yeah. There's, that, like, that's you dodge kind of the one, classic. Doesn't like, the timing you... doesn't line up. No. Like, the perfect dodge against the first attack means you're completely in the line of fire for the next for two the next or three. One. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that's no good. There's there was nothing I could have done in that situation uh, other than maybe web away, maybe that sometimes yeah, works. I guess. But sometimes. Because <laughs> guns track really well. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's like they don't play to their strengths. And it's it's a real it's a bit of it's a bummer. It is a bummer. Maybe they overstretched it with the DLC then. Yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Well, I'm still playing the main game, and uh, I'm doing I'm doing the Sinister Six stuff now. I just beat up Rhino and Scorpion. Oh, like that's that. one of the best. That's one of the best fights. Actually, that was pretty I, good. I, 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 liked, I enjoyed that one. I like yeah. fighting Rhino, although it was quite hard to get him in the right positions to do yeah. what you need to do. But to it do worked. The environmental attacks. Yeah, yeah, that worked. That was quite fun. Although it is getting, an, uh, I'm slightly annoyed, even though it makes sense for the story. That he, I can tell I'm getting up towards the end in terms of the missions, but it's like. You know, hey, stealth mission with not Spider Man, and then the next mission, stealth mission with not Spider Man. <laughs> like, uh, there's, yeah, there's a few of them at the end. It's, yeah, it's like, come on, I'm super powered up now. I can do crazy, awesome stuff, and this, we're still doing this thing, this stuff. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. some some of those stealthy missions, the ones with MJ, at least, are where you can find the uh, the, the like where you can get basically the early hint of what's going to come in the end game stinger. Right. It's like there's cool. some of the stuff you can find there are just like, oh, okay. right. I think I that. know where this is going. So, it's, yeah. 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 If you're thorough, if you're thorough, there's rewards. Like, it's not, and it, it's, as I said before, when I think when I did it the first time, it's like the game doesn't like highlight them. They're just things you can see pretty much. Yeah. And, things, and, and you can be like, what is that? Cool. I will keep <laughs> an eye out for that. I think I'm getting there. I've done all the bases now and uh, got all the backpacks and all of that stuff. So I'm getting towards it the main thing i haven't done is the challenge things so i think i'm going to leave those because they they pop up oh, the taskmaster stuff yeah all um, that stuff yeah, yeah those, those you challenge don't tokens to, you don't are need quite... to three star them i wouldn't know the three stars are a bitch aren't they I, I, yeah I, yeah i can do just about do three stars on the combat but some of them like uh, yeah i think um, you can get everything you need by two starring all of them yeah all of them yeah i think and i'm just gonna maybe get getting star. one or two threes on a on a cup one i think that's all you need yeah exactly. because the third star's worth a lot right because it's like it doubles the you get one star for a 
well there's the three tiers you get like one point for the first tier an extra two points for the second tier and an extra three points for the third tier i feel like the so, third tier you need to like you know jet is a, is a, kind of suit powers and gadgets it, and yeah things. the third tier tends to be an obscene perfect run yeah like like it really does have to be like fast and brutal and it's kind of cool they're like, in there but it's a little yeah, yeah, bit it's much. i don't think it i'm gonna neat. do it to like a batman arkham asylum level where i like s ranked the game or whatever yeah uh, yeah it's not worth it either no. it's like there's no reward for no, doing there's nothing that well to it. especially if you're going to go into the dlc because you end up with challenges that also add to those point scores oh do you okay fine okay so you don't if you want all the suits for instance like you don't have to if you've got the DLC and you're going into that stuff, don't perfect the main game. Like, in, yep. cool. Unless there's an achievement attached to it. No, that's fine. I don't really care about those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's bit. not a difficult platinum. Like the only thing I'm missing no. in order to get the platinum is there's some like the the random crimes left to do in my main oh, campaign. Yeah. You have to so, sort of swing around. Like, yeah. yeah, but they they because they're random. So you can be swinging around for quite a while sometimes, and nothing yeah. happen in the even though you're in an area. We've got like I've got ten more crimes I need to do. Come on, hurry it yeah, up! Yeah, it's annoying. Cool. Yeah, I'm still enjoying it though. No, but oh, it's I'm, properly great. It's but, a yeah, it's a really really solid game and a, and mm. a great interpretation of that's the ca- the character of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, so I'm so super excited to see what they do next with it. Like, because that it's a yeah. difficult sequel, right? Yeah, it's... I don't know how you follow it up, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I presume they are following it up, are they? I mean, they have to because there's cliffhangers. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they have to. They certainly they have to. Yeah. Is there going to be a wave? Is it just going to happen that, that all the best games of two years' time are just sequels to the best games of last year, <laughs> like God of War two yeah. and Spider Man two, and maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, there could be a Breath of the Wild too, you know, like a Majora style. I doubt it, but it could happen yeah, with that engine like and stuff. But then that's kind of, I sort of expected them to do that with DLC more than they have in a weird way. Like, is there a yeah. weird mode? But that, like, as, as Zach told us, like that that weird, the Master Quest mode. Or well, whatever. it's just it seemed like it was weird enough. Well, it's just Master Quest mode, like for Ocarina, isn't it? It's just yeah, like a yeah. slight twist, isn't it? And 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 one that doesn't really fit with the aesthetics of the game just kind of a mm. weird weird mode yeah so yeah spider-man um yeah probably done with that i, I might go back in and try and finish the platinum but i don't know if i'm super yeah, inclined to do to so do i've done all the main content um uh yeah that's what i actually been doing i mean zach and i played some more rocket league of course we did well, Rocket Pass and the end of the season is coming because yeah. they've decided to have a short one. Yeah. I've got desperately uh, get enough wins to, to get that diamond thing that I still don't have. Man, I got so close to getting the champion again. I got right up to like diamond three, oh, right really? four, and I was like, God damn, I'm never going to get these champion rules. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to play in solo and you can't rely on anyone in solo ever. Yeah. We had a bit of a bad run Friday, but like, just. I don't think we were necessarily too bad. Just, just a bit of bad luck here and there. Hey. Uh, at critical moments. I don't think we were particularly in sync. Was the other thing? Like you know, we. I think we both thought the other player was doing something when they weren't, and it's like, oh, I thought you were uh, ass. Right? Yeah, you very clearly weren't. Mm, um, sometimes. <laughs> Which happens. That's fine. 
we don't talk enough. That's just how we game. But <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just used to doing that. And so, yeah, I, I just know. I just make assumptions and and have to base it on like. I mean, theoretically, I should be able to do it better with you because at least I know generally that you're we, going to we, do yeah, the same we, kind we, of things. We tend to know how each other Rather than having to, like, from minute one of the game, analyse my teammates and work out okay, what, what kind, kind of teammates player? they are. Okay, they're the super aggressive asshole, so I have to play defensively. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, I feel like, at least from my perspective, that I'm fairly consistent in always trying to do the same thing <laughs> fairly consistent like you generally know that I'm going because I can't fucking shoot I'm always going to end up crossing it most of the time and then just leave that's just what I do sort of yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just, it isn't so applicable in doubles unfortunately no because it's like if you if you go for the cross and shoot the moment you cross you need to be bailing yeah to get back which to defense I usually which you're pretty good at yeah and i'm not so good at because normally when i try and cross or i shoot i put myself in such a terrible position as, as a result of that like i'll land somewhere really awkward and then yeah. like this is going to take me forever to get back uh yeah or yeah some of that stuff never quite works out but then the the trouble with that is that often the crosses that i do make aren't the greatest <laughs> <laughs> or they're like too difficult this is like, it's like yeah, no, theoretically it's, you could have done that if you had predicted that I was going yeah, to do that if I had, seen, well if I had seen it a split second like after it happened and been like perfectly lined up and my fingers did the right thing or I got the right launch on the jump or something like that and if all of that had come together just right that would have been beautiful I think that's but, why it works better for me in, in the freeze because then Oh, someone can fluff it and there's still another player. Well, it's it's more of... <laughs> or someone like, can just go for it, right? Well, it's more like even those kind of crosses that don't work out, it's about like dragging the enemy team away from one side onto the other and letting you move the play around that way. Sure, yeah. Ma- ma- the, the, the if you can lure like two of them to dive at a ball, then yeah. you're in a more advantageous position assuming that your guys can then cover that ball and get the, it back in. The nuisance play has more merit as well in a free player game, I think. Like just, yeah. just just cocking around can like get them frustrated. In twos, and... it's just about time wasting. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was that was good fun. I'm still not sure how I feel about their new audio, like especially on like the echoey ball yeah. bits and things like that. It's a bit much. Yes. Um, certain still like it still feels like there's certain things that haven't correctly been turned like well obviously there's that one scene where the goal explosions are unnecessarily loud for no reason I don't <laughs> really notice that I um, don't know if they had patched it by the time we played because I didn't notice it that time either yeah but I there's mean, definitely there, one night where it was just insane there are some things that I think are nice it's like uh, that are probably a glitch actually the, the one thing I have is like when you like rev your engine at the start of the thing it feels like your engine really starts to struggle like it goes like it has like a sort of gate and gate effect on it like whoop, 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 whoop. and it's like that might just depend on the engine yeah like your van at least does it like but I don't know if you're hearing that or like this well the thing that I notice is that they've tried to do like because of the way the pos- they've tried to do their positional audio as soon as you start revving your engine like everything else like the audio ducks but if you like just really lightly tap the trigger so you're not actually revving you can just hear the other or- other engines audio ducking because it's cu- it's trying to 
set that up for your engine to rev up and take over. But if you do it really lightly, so you're not actually revving, you can just make their audio dark. Oh, wait, you reckon <laughs> it's doing some sort of like, you know how like HDR light yeah. worked in like the well, the valve style HDR light before HDR color became a thing. Yes. Um, yeah, that you know, if everything's quiet, the sound balance is generally raising. Yeah. It's like, like it's, there's a compressor on it. It's trying to account for your personal audio covering up other audio but it like it does Which is it, a smart idea yes yeah. it does it like too abruptly mm. <laughs> so if you do certain things it's kind of noticeable but right yeah and maybe you don't want that maybe you want to i don't know. well theoretically it shouldn't need to do that if their position audio actually worked fully perfectly like in real life position audio would just be position audio sounds uh, would come from where they actually come from and on, everyone would be able to work it out when playstation 5 comes along they'll be ray tracing that audio <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Rocket League. Um, JSRF, still playing Jets at Radio Future. What you said you I, well, it turns out there's a lot about that game I've forgotten. Like, yeah. really, like, like I forgot about the whole Death Ball sequence. Uh, I'm judging by that silence. <laughs> yeah, the dad doesn't either. There's a segment yeah. where there's like a there's like a loop that you skate around, and there's a ball passing mechanic oh. where you're hold, holding a ball and you have to pass it to your teammate. But if you manage to like go around a whole lap without dropping the ball, you win the you win the game basically. Which obviously boils down to the solution of hey, you can skate way faster than everyone else if you're right. good at it. So, yeah. you, just run so you just you just hold it and go because the throwing isn't reliable. Because nothing in that game is particularly reliable. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you do that segment and it ends in a boss fight, which is uh, the better bot version of the Terra drone thing. Hmm. Because it's in a nice big open area and isn't constrained by that terrible one on... God, yeah, the one where you do on... I think it's Kagagi Street, where you're like... It's the one where it's like got three paths, and each path ends in basically a complex of stairs that's just in the middle of nowhere mm. because the mm. whole place is under construction. Yeah, and the boss fight there is god awful because he's like at the top of a spiral staircase, and of course, any kind of problem you have sends you all the way to the bottom of the staircase. It takes a while to get up, and you're trying to make awkward jumps onto tiny little legs of his that you just go. <laughs> round and there's something else supposed to be tagging whilst on there and it's like it's a mess it's like it's a proper mess that's not some of it hmm. and i think again this is like like i my rose tinted spectacles forget a lot of this um <laughs> you remember things of your eyes yeah i do <laughs> i mean I, re- I remember there being like a roller coaster that you had to go round yeah, and round so i forgot that bit completely sky dinosaurian square yeah. as it's called that was dumb. i totally forgot that and that is that's a mess as well that didn't work at all the first couple of times i did and it. i remember some kind of weird boss fight where something giant was on rails and it had really like creepy music for some reason maybe that's well, that end. might be the final yeah. boss yeah because yeah, you've got the um uh what's it called grace and glory song mm. plays during the end of boss fight which is right. like operatic and weird yeah, that that's, in, the one. Um, that's in that level isn't it you go up, uh you there's might like a big circular tower and, there's, and it looks like a turntable yeah there's a, there's a, <laughs> the, 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 yeah the, 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 i think the final boss takes place on a giant vinyl yeah so which is cool and you're basically fighting a dj <laughs> <laughs> 
was. <laughs> I mean, this game is ridiculously good. In that, I sense, mean, the, like, the vibe, as I say, the vibe and the style and what yeah, it goes out to do, I, abs- I absolutely yeah. adore. Yeah, but the game was... itself struggles. Um, yeah. I mean, it always did. Yeah, it always did. I do remember. Yeah, it not. I mean, I, I ran into the problem where I've I've just started coming up against the uh, the assassin guys who like basically just stand shooting constantly, mm. and that they're in a royal pain. And I died. I got into the first fight against them, and it's yeah. just like a game overed me. And then I remembered how this game handles game overs. <laughs> it dumps you to the title screen, and there's no auto save. Mm. I lost quite a lot of progress. Shit. Oh, video games. Unha- I had to go and do Sky Dinosaurian Square again. <laughs> Sky Di- <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, name, I mean, <laughs> what name. we want is a new Jetpack Radio, not not really to replay the old one because it's never going to quite. Yeah, it doesn't. It, yeah, it. I I do still want to go back. And, I think I'm beginning to think the original Jetpack Radio actually is going to hold up better. Hmm, maybe like it has its problems for yes, sure apart from the bits where the police are on you yeah but I think <laughs> when I, it's just going around maybe it'll be okay but i think well yeah that game is like a lot of kiting as it turns yeah. out uh, that's kind of its core mechanic um but a bit of me thinks that's actually gonna because it is so simple when compared to jsrf in many ways that it's it's probably actually gonna work better but we'll see we're not too well a reasonable distance from it in the steam a to z so yeah Get up to J. But I might just, we could skip to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like yeah. to see you, you guys play some Jet Set Radio. Well, in the end, it's the slightly modified PC version as well. Mm. Well, we could just actually just emulate the Dreamcast version. That's fine too. But like the PC version has different music or some different music because some of the licensed tracks they couldn't get hold of again yeah. for the re release. So no Jurassic 5. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. But they only really used that for the story bits anyway, I think. I don't think the, the, the Jurassic 5... It's only the instrumental of Improvise, I think, was in the original, and they used it while they were panning over the story comic book. Hmm. I also don't remember it being in the levels. Anyway, I'm starting to finally getting to the point where some of the songs I really love, that some of the Hideki Naganuma classics like Butterfly and Techno Pathetic and things <laughs> are finally turning up in the soundtrack. And it's like, yes, new music. Bye. I don't know if I've had Funky Dealer yet. <laughs> Play sex. Hmm. Although, like, Gnome's quite annoyed with that soundtrack. It's like, I'm quite, sure. It's quite loud in places. Especially when you're hearing birthday cake every yep. 10 minutes. <laughs> that, that one particularly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'd forgotten the bit where you just casually go around the streets just running into the dancing noise tanks that are just hanging out and they just all explode. <laughs> it's like... It's a, it's a funny game, really. Cool. Still love it, even if I hate it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh... And I have incredibly briefly made a start on something on the Switch called The Next Penelope. The Next Penelope? Yeah. Not, not the current one. Oh, no. It's, it, the name doesn't make any sense yet, because it's like a weird... So it's using like Greek god mythology for all its characters, like Odysseus and um, Ithaca's in it, and yeah, some of the sirens are in it, and 
the Minotaur's been in it, and but it's like the actual game is it's kind of like well, it can only be described as like if Supercars met F Zero and tried to tell an RPG like story with some shooting in it as well. Right. It's a so it's a sort of top down racer shooter thing. Like death race. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's odd, but kind of fun. In a, like, uh, uh, so the only re- right, I should background. The only reason I have this is because hey, I noticed it on the store once and put a little wish list tag on it, and then I noticed it was on a ridiculous sale, hmm. and then I noticed I had expiring Nintendo points. <laughs> yep. So I got it for like a quid. <laughs> it was like bargain. Let's try this. It seems all right. Like it's clearly not a top tier, like particularly massively well made game, but it's kind of fun. When were those points going to expire? Could you have held them for cadence of fire? No, they 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 were like expiring like that day. Okay, it's like oh, there's a there's a thing. Oh yeah, let's just get this. I probably could have just bought, like, put them towards the Smash Brothers pack, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's why I spent my last set of points on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it seems weird. I mean, it's like it's 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 interesting in the respect that like it's it's got you know it, the only real steering you like or actual driving you do is left and right um, because acceleration is automatic. Mm. There's no brake. Um, you get a boost as one of your weapons, uh, and which you know drains energy F zero style. All of your weapons actually drain your energy, which is interesting. So if you if you want to use something aggressive, which you have to, like it, it is going to start draining your shield. So you kind of need there is a bit of to and fro between that, which is kind of interesting. It kind of works. It's all right. Um, the most interesting mechanic is this teleport thing. So far, where which which might have the most opportunity for weirdness because you you while you if you hold it down you get a cursor appear on screen that says oh you're going to teleport to this location, but of course that means you can teleport outside of the track <laughs> onto other bits of track, which you know there are levels that force you to do that lest you're going to die. Right. But you can do that in some of the race levels as well. It's like hey, there's a whole other route here, and I think there's one race level I've had to do where it would have been incredibly difficult to win had I not just snuck the shortcut. It's it's an odd thing, but I like that it's I like that it's weird and different. I don't think it's going to be very long at all. Mm. I think I'm I think I might already be most of like a good portion of the way through it, judging by the number of levels I can see. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, my, that's my weird shout. My weird game to add to the my pile at the moment. I haven't gone back and played any two point for a long time because it's kind of a time sink yeah and, uh, <laughs> management games yeah and I'm trying to spend more time on that music thing if I'm near my PC mm. which I probably should actually be spending on cutting the, getting the videos ready but, well, there's that yeah our, now we have a buffer again <laughs> yeah we built up a buffer zone, so wow. I won't be able they, they shouldn't provided I can keep up with the production side uh There'll be entertainment for all on the Happy Solid YouTube channel. Yay. <laughs> what have you been playing, Zag? I played the game of this year, I guess. What? That game Forager came out. 
Oh, yeah. After, after I played that alpha build that was on, like, itch.io or whatever a year or two ago, or whatever that was. Yeah. A really early alpha build of it, when it was not even going to be a real game, I guess, back then. It was just, like, a, a, a game jam project or whatever at the time. There's a bit of a popularity swell around that thing, right? Well, sure. I mean, when it became an actual game and and had a lot more stuff in it than and then youtubers i guess and youtubers <laughs> a lot of quite a lot of the sort of semi-famous youtubers had, had even played the alpha well i say semi-famous weirdly a lot of the youtubers that i see that are factorio youtubers played it in the alpha stage <laughs> back, huh. back then i don't know why that is like some kind of weird crossover there maybe it was just like it got posted on the factorio forums at some point or something <laughs> one person triggered that or some kind of Reddit situation. Who knows? But mm. yeah, it it got quite popular on YouTube even back in the alpha stage, and then now that it's released, it it's quite a well, I guess it's quite a streaming game. You could argue, so Twitch. So uh, t- tell us what it is. Like, how does it? What, how does it play? What, what what is it? It's weird because it's kind of like <laughs> I got. I'm trying. I'm was very tempted to go and try and look up the podcast I talked about the alpha in to see what I said then. Mm. Because, like, I suspect I might have said something like it's kind of like Turbo Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's you're doing everything, it, and it kind of has... So it's 3D, then? No, it's a top-down 2D okay. plane. Right. But it has, like, you know, collecting materials and crafting and that kind of stuff. And it, But just, like, all the resources just constantly respawn... Hmm. So, like, the map is just constantly repopulating all the time. Oh, weird. So the ground kind of pulls itself back in. Yeah. Or... And not in, like, a set pattern or anything. Right. So what you dug out can be different. Yeah. It oh, can that's just, kind like, of interesting. Anything can appear anywhere. Well, I mean, I guess there's different biomes and that kind of limits it to some extent. But That's, that's interesting, though. Yeah. So then it becomes, like, it has some sort of clicker elements or, like, well, it, it's... The kind of thing where at the start it's quite slow, but it ramps up until you're making ridiculous amounts of everything really quickly. Okay. But not necessarily in such an automated way as a clicker might do. Right. I mean, there are some elements of that, but like, it's more like just your tools become super effective. Yeah, more and more ridiculously effective, and you can just scoop everything up extra quick and all that kind of stuff, and then you'll just things that you, at the start you were like oh, I need to scavenge up four iron ingots and then at the end you're just like oh this fucking furnace has 999 going and it will just go forever because <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to use that many but who cares I can. it can just continue to make them while I'm doing other stuff <laughs> but yeah it does have those kind of elements of of insane ramp up maybe slightly too like it's not a very smooth curve like at the start, it really can be kind of like you're just standing around waiting for things to spawn because you need one specific thing. And then by the end game, you don't even care because you're just mowing down every resource on the map. And it's just like, oh, it's just going into my vault. <laughs> mm. I don't need to worry about what I'm specifically targeting. I'm just mowing these things out of the way. So what's the point? The point is to just progress, I guess. It's just right. like, what you know, you're just trying to get through the skill tree and there's dungeons if you can call them that i guess they're like little midi i mean they are they try to do a kind of a zeldry 
puzzle dungeony kind of thing mm. where you you leave the actual map and go into the little dungeon so like you don't have to worry about all your shit that's running it doesn't run while you're in the dungeon mm. and then you do some little puzzle things and fight a boss at the end except it's not really designed around that mechanic like the bosses are very simple and in most cases you can pretty much just stand there and hit them for more than half the health before they even do anything <laughs> so weird <laughs> It's like it's not really very challenging on the combat front. Mm. I guess that's because the game's not really about that. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, and I guess the with the puzzles, like each dungeon has a kind of a you know theme to it, like Zelda would. And then there's also other. Basically, you it's slightly weird where you unlock the world in like chunks, like each island is a new chunk that unlocks and you buy them with money. So that's another element of the clicker thing where the islands get increasingly expensive. So obviously you have to generate more cash mm. in more rapid ways the further you get into the game to and to be able to afford these islands. But you unlock these islands in chunks and generally each of these individual islands has like a little mini puzzle on it. Like they're set design, you know, they're set designs that's not randomized. I mean, it's randomizing position of where those islands are, mm. but not really what's on the island. So it's like, oh, there's the, the island which has the rainbow puzzle, and there's the island with the old dude with the bird who wants a golden egg. And <laughs> so each of basically each of the islands has a single thing to do on it that will get you a chest, which gets you one of the one of the rewards, which is either a generic one where you just get more health or energy or whatever, or the, like the specific upgrades. It's like top hat gives you more money or that kind of stuff mm. but yeah so generally the goal is just to unlock all the islands do all the individual things on those islands and then that's pretty much it there's not really any particular end game as such right yeah i was gonna say for those that were win condition per se or it doesn't also they're in like the main menu there's a roadmap which suggests it's still going to get up updates in the future so right. it still it, might not be complete it's exactly a, it's hit version one but they still reckon but they still well. yeah they're still trying to put more stuff into it huh. but yeah it is just like it's kind of like a clicker except it's not really it's not really so explicit in just numbers going up but it is that same kind of like snowballing progress and all you want to do is get to that point the same feeling that same feeling yeah yeah same numbers go up loop the one problem it does have for i guess it's only a problem in like retrospect really because you don't necessarily you don't know the first time through which is which is the problem which is the, the skill tree is like super non-explicit about what things do. Like you'll get a skill. It's just, you select the skill. It's like unlock shrines. And it's like, well, what the what? fuck is a shrine? <laughs> right. And so you don't know whether it's worth to spend your skill point on that or this. And you, like, you don't know because the skill. Is it, is it something that you can discover shrines until you have it? Or you didn't know that the doors led to them. It's not like there was like, if it's like, does it mean unlock? Like if I found like shrine doors on the map or something, it's like then unlock shrines would make sense. Well, it but... seems like for some of the things there will be one Island on the map that has one, like there's one natural shrine on one of the islands and there's like one natural factory on one of the islands. So that I guess would be if you hadn't unlocked that skill by the time you got there, you'd be like, Oh, that's what that is. That's what I actually okay, needed. I, now so I now I know that I can yeah. get it myself. Okay. Right. But yeah, there is a several points on that skill tree where it's just like, you don't, it just says it unlocks a thing and you don't know what that thing does. And you're like, is it, is it worth 
spending my skill point, my one skill point there, or should I spend it on something that's more obvious, where it actually tells you what the bonus is, where it's like, oh, 50% more cash. It's like, that's an obvious upgrade, but then what does unlock shrines even mean? Yeah. <laughs> Would that be more worthwhile in the long run? You, there's no way for you to know. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter, because, you know, the whole point you of the game is you're going to get everything eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you can always make progress. Yeah. But, like, not as efficient. That's the kind of thing when you come back to those things that you hadn't got before and you realize what they do and you're like, damn, that would have saved me a lot of time. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't matter. You're playing a game. <laughs> you didn't really want to, you want to save time that much. Depends on the game, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Depends how much you're waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just doing menial jobs. Yeah. It's like, I'm really done with this now. <laughs> yeah. That kind of feeling you don't want. Yeah, I didn't really go. It's the skill tree is like a square, so you start with four in the middle, and then there's like sixty-four, so it's like an eight by eight square of skills, and you can unlock adjacent ones, so you can like go outwards from the center, mm. and it's sort of in quadrants. You've got like the crafting section, the foraging section, the faith section, and I don't remember what the other one is. Oh, economy. So obviously, early on, you're like, oh, economy makes sense because you want the money to unlock the islands. It's like, yeah, that. That's got to be where I'm going, right? But then the crafting is like, okay, that speeds up my crafting and you get more resources. And then Faith, you're like, well, who cares? But then it turns out there's some quite powerful shit in Faith, like the shrines, because some of the buffs you can get off the shrines make stuff even quicker. Like there's one shrine buff where all your buildings just work twice as fast for like two minutes, (laughs) which is quite a nice buff, really. And the thing about the shrines particularly that I didn't, you know, because I didn't unlock them for ages, I was like, oh, that would have been... I guess I should have figured it out, but because they're a building, you can just build more of them. So the shrines have a cooldown, where it's like you get the buff, and then the shrine goes on cooldown for like 20 minutes or whatever. But you just build another shrine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can pretty much just have rolling buffs if you build uh, enough yeah. shrines. Build another track. And the, you know, the costs go up for every additional one you build. Oh, I see. Okay. Because the whole point is to get more stuff. For, for it to be, yeah, yeah, exponential. Everything's exponential yeah. in a way, so why not? Yeah, exactly. So that's the kind of thing where you come back to it and you're like, oh yeah, that would have been good to know, mm. but I guess it doesn't matter on the, in the long term. Or well, I've passed it to some degree. Yeah. There were, there were a couple that felt kind of egregious in terms of like skills that were right at the far edge of the skill tree where it's just like, that would have sped things up a lot. But maybe it's, that's the point of it being so far away. Because, like they're, because, they're, because they're pointless, maybe. Or... Well, there was one that was right at the end of the skill tree that gives you amulets. And the amulets basically give you like multi- multipliers on every drop. Whoa. Okay. So I was like, that's really, that would speed everything up so much. But is that better if that had been earlier in the skill tree? Or is it good that it was late in the skill tree? Because mm, you had to work for it. Yeah. But also because of the way everything is upgraded like you start with the most basic version of the amulet and then you upgrade it up tiers and each of those tiers takes more and more complicated resources that you wouldn't have been able to get to unless you'd gone further into the skill tree anyway Mm. so like the fact that you go all the way to the edge of the skill tree get the basic amulet and then just basically immediately upgrade it five times because you already have all the advanced resources it's like that seems kind of weirdly balanced yeah i don't know (laughs) hard to know really I should try a few things. But yeah, that game is all about getting ridiculous. It gets kind of 
It's about getting ridiculous. Yeah, it is about getting ridiculous. <laughs> it's about wearing a purple suit. It definitely gets and, kind of silly at the end, where you have drones that just follow you around and pick up everything for you. Uh, nice. So you know, you just and also, well, again, with the things that upgrades that seem kind of like counterintuitive to other upgrades, you reach, you have your pickaxe, which is what you start with, where you that's what you hit things with to harvest them, and you eventually get a sword for combat. But then in sort of the middle tiers of the upgrade trees, the sword becomes able to hit resources. And because the sword has a, like a sweep that hits an area, it just is much better as a harvesting tool than the pickaxe is at that point. And then you never use the pickaxe again. <laughs> Even if you upgrade the pickaxe again, it can never compare to the sword that can just mow down everything. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but you wouldn't have known that unless you'd done that specific sword upgrade to find out what its buff was. Right, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it has slightly weird balance, but you know. Does that, does that character actually look like the guy from Fez? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There's yeah. also a costume where you can just have a Fez, so you know, oh, references. Man. Right, yeah. Leaning into it a bit. And you can have a Cuphead, if you want. Oh, cool. What, like the actual Cuphead yes. Cuphead? Or you can be Shovel Knight, <laughs> or Meat Boy, you know, standard indie, re- standard indie game stuff. Indie reference style. <laughs> what you really need is like... um Oh, what was that game called? Damn it. With the fox thing, the rabbits, anime rabbits, <laughs> and the flying fidget guy. Dust. Dust, that's it. What? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, cause it's weird that, like, that was one of those games that did all the indie references, right? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen it referenced in. No. Yeah, I guess not really. No one, no one paid back that favor. No. <laughs> <laughs> The bastards. <laughs> the bastards. <laughs> so that was my new game, I guess. And then I also spent quite a bit of time fiddling around with boxing, not included. Not really playing the game. Like, I wasn't playing my actual save file. I was playing in a sandbox mode and hmm. testing things. Although I'm... It's weird because the sandbox mode in that game isn't as, like, useful as you hope it would be. <laughs> like, it doesn't actually allow you to do that much. Even if, it, like, you can place buildings and stuff for free like you you can just draw you know and they appear instantly instead of having to be constructed Mm. but you can't like dig in like you can destroy which just eliminates everything in that tile right but you can't like drag over an area and dig and get the resources but you can do that in debug mode which is like another thing that you have to turn on by like editing of any file outside the game okay weird and then that turns on debug mode and then you can do these other, it's like so it becomes sandbox but with the real rules but with, with like the actually useful tools <laughs> so why would you want that like is it so you can test whether diggers dig is that what you mean or well it's more like so that you can get the resources to exist in the world uh, well, like actually... if you're for example if you're testing an auto sweeper and you wanted to be able to pick up an item and put it in a box you need an item you need the item you need to be able right. to spawn that somehow huh. which you can't do in the default sandbox mode but you can do in the debug in the version debug one. yeah that sounds like a failure <laughs> yeah i imagine that probably at some point that will get like merged into like true sandbox or whatever because mm. presumably the debug mode is you know it's called debug for a reason there's a reason you have to go into an any file to enable it i'm surprised the sandbox mode isn't just the game but without like as a lot of things are just but without the restrictions imposed well it is you. kind of like that because you can turn off like food requirement and right well, yeah that stuff makes sense because you like you, you don't want 
so much the point of a sandbox is you don't kind of want so much of the game you just kind of want its tools yeah and to some extent you do still want because in even in sandbox mode it's like it's just a button to toggle into sandbox mode which you do kind of want because they're when you're doing experiments and stuff you want to be able to make sure that you can actually do it in the real game as well right yeah (laughs) like can i actually build this even (laughs) So you actually so want to be able to, to turn off sandbox mode and try and actually have it happen well, naturally. That's interesting. So you can do that at any time, flip into this mode, cock about for a bit, and then flip back and everything is still as it was. Yeah, well, after, yeah, everything you've added still exists or whatever. So you can then... Oh, really? So it, like, if you're in sandbox mode and you do a thing and you come out of sandbox mode, you gain the thing. You gain those resources, essentially, yes. Right, so that's a bit of a jip. Yeah. Right. But you, it is like... The difference between just painting like tiles into the world and having an actual guy go up there and mine the space and then build the things, you do kind of need to... Because you see that a lot with the YouTube videos of this game where people are like doing super detailed experiments on like, how what is the best way to run a steam engine? Should you cover the ports? And like, where should you put the heat? And how much steam should you have? And it's like, well, that's all well and good, but can you actually have a person build that in the game? Right, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of having the toggleable sandbox mode, but I kind of want it to be like experimentation mode in that like you go into that and you can do whatever you want, but then the moment you toggle it off, it's like Everything right, goes away. Yeah, I know how to do that now. Yeah, I guess but you I need... just load a save. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I kinda of want the game to not just let you abuse it. Hmm. Well, I mean that's the abuse is the point of the sandbox though. Yeah, to a to a point. Like if you're in the like it means like if someone's in the game and doing it for realsies and they're using the thing and it's just like, yeah, look at, look at all this I created like by cheating, effectively. Well, I mean, it's not like you could hide the fact that you're in a sandbox game because it says sandbox on the screen at all times in the button where the sandbox toggle is. So there's definitely a difference between... Oh, so you're in a, you do still have to boot into a specific Yeah, you have to, to make a sandbox game, right. which is a save level. Okay. Setting. I yeah. I, I, sorry, it sounded like that was just an option at all times, no matter what you. I mean, doing, debug. But... If you turn that on, you can do that I'm in any sure. game. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're kind of breaking the game at that point. Yes. But, but yeah, I. As I said, the tr- sort of problem with that basic sandbox is you do still kind of partially have to play the game, and sometimes that's what you want, but sometimes it's not. <laughs> mm. So not not quite there. In terms of what you actually need. Yeah. It. I mean, it's kind of the same situation of like Factorio's sandbox, where the the true sandbox in Factorio, you no longer have a character. You're just you just move the camera around and you just build stuff wherever. Hmm. And it's like, in some ways, that's good for experimentation, but in but it also actually prevents you from doing certain things. Right? Because is it possible to build something impossible then, like that you couldn't actually put together? Not really in Factorio, but it's more like because your character doesn't exist, you can't you can't like set up things in a way that would make sense for you to do as a character. It's hard to explain, but like when you're trying to build a factory and you have to collect resources there's orders to do things in where and just putting it down out of the blue and also in, in again in another situation where the sandbox doesn't quite work as well as you'd hope it's in factorio sandbox you can choose to have your inventory just have a bunch of stuff in it but it doesn't give you like everything 
So there's still stuff that you have to set up a manufacturing train to make, even in sandbox. <laughs> mm. It's like, that's kind of not really the point of the sandbox. So yeah, these sandbox situations where it's like, it, it tries, but it doesn't quite give you everything you want. Mm. It gives you so much, but not quite everything. It gives you so much at one time. <laughs> but yes, I fiddled around. I think I finally after many different versions come up with like a design of an electrolyzer in oxygen not included where it functions properly and doesn't keep fucking putting hydrogen in your oxygen supply. <laughs> Which is always the problem. <laughs> okay. It's because of, of the way like the gas flow is obviously sort of random because it's, you know, doing adjacent tile checks and like randomly swapping tiles or merging them and that, that kind of stuff. Mm. And the hydrogen is meant to float upwards because it's a less dense gas so sure. na naturally you're you're generally trying to rely on that to like have, have the pump at the top be the hydrogen pump where the hydrogen goes out and the pumps at the bottom be the oxygen pump where the oxygen goes out shout out to the return of the duck alarm yep but then like that doesn't really it, it can depending on your design it can randomly bits of hydrogen can just occasionally randomly go low enough to get sucked into the oxygen pumps and then you've got hydrogen in your oxygen supply and that can damage equipment if you send it to something that only requires oxygen. That could be hugely flammable. Yeah, and it could just leak out into your base and stop plants from growing. And not flamm flammable stuff isn't really a thing, even though there is like materials are labelled as flammable. That's not really a thing that happens yet. Right. Mm. But maybe in the future it will be. Mm. <laughs> maybe having a bunch of random bits of hydrogen floating around your base will be a more of a problem. Something in the goes, future. Yeah, something goes in the kitchen. Fukushima style. Yeah. But yeah, the the. I finally worked out a design which appears to fully separate the gases without having to use an actual filter. <laughs> Although it's impossible to tell without running it for a really long time, of course, because mm. of the random nature of the gas flow. But I'm pretty satisfied with it. And it also is like nicely compact and laid out in a way that generally fits into how my bases are usually designed, which is important. And you can make it with people, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> not right, just yeah. a sandbox thing. <laughs> this is actually possible. <laughs> Is that that's gonna come into version one at the end of this month? Oh, really? Yeah, game of 2019. Yep, Zach holding us holding it down for <laughs> us. Oh, yeah, holding it down. I might go as I might go in on dreams as I say, so then I'll have a game of 2019. <laughs> it's, early, it's early access, so it wouldn't be at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, still not out. Yeah, <laughs> will it be out this year though? Uh, they say so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that. I guess I think that's everything. I'm sure there was one. Oh no, wait! I do remember one more thing. Very quickly, um, Rise of Ruins had its next major patch. Okay, yeah. Where it was mainly about thick, like background save file structure stuff. Basically, trying to make it so that every new patch doesn't over or make the saves incompatible. Right. Okay. Going forwards. I mean, good luck, but yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a it's a noble endeavor. But then it also introduced a few other... It introduced basically a whole new mechanic, which is like garbage, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where, where, you know, whenever you're making something or building a building, leftover crap gets made. Mm. And then you can basically recycle it, except it's called a processor <laughs> instead of a recycling center, as you might imagine, in this weird, like, not really medieval fantasy world, I guess. 
because then, right, it get, yeah. then it gets weirder because not only do you have the processor which is like a recycling center and the burner which is you know an incinerator essentially i mean that bit makes more sense yeah that, apart from it burns it into magic <laughs> you just get <laughs> you just get magic out of it <laughs> okay but then like you also get this new type of golem you can make when you have these golem spawners which are usually for defense they're like little you know stone dudes who wander around and punch things what golem means yep that's what golems are for but you get a new kind with this update which is the cube e golem cube e you know what reference that is no wally oh god oh wow so what they do is they go around and pick up trash and compress it into cubes that you can then use to build like walls or big piles of cubes out of and it's like this is kind of a weird referencing this kind of semi-medieval game. This is strange, yeah, because a bit of me was just like, you got garbage, what do you do with it in medieval times where you dump it on the poor? Yeah, <laughs> basically. But then you can compress it into these cubes and use the cubes to... The trouble is that, like, at the moment, it seems that it's a weird, like, almost environmental... It's almost like the exact plot of Wally, where <laughs> where you're basically never going to be able to keep up with the garbage production, so eventually you're just going to have shit tons of piles of cubes all over the place, because there's not really any way to get rid of them as fast as you make them. And it's like, that's just literally the plot of the film. Hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. That is weird, but kind of cool in its own strange way. Just maybe not the game to put that in. Yeah, and also, you know, you kind of don't want to end up having to abandon a map due to garbage. <laughs> That's kind of a weird situation to put yourself in. It's funny. So maybe it will get rebalanced a bit. Yeah. The problem seems to be that the burners are just really slow, like too slow. Mm. Like you have to build tons of them to even have a chance of keeping up. Right. But yeah, that's continuing to update. Don't know when that's going to come out. <laughs> I don't think he's ever said. I mean, how's it, how's it feel? Does it feel still quite early? Or... I don't know if it's ever felt early during the time that I've played it. It's just mm. more a matter of like clean up and adding new features just seem to, it's one of those things where it bounces back and forth where it's like this patch has new features, this patch is clean up, but then we've still got new features to come. So, I mean, that could go on forever in the same way as Factorio does, I guess. <laughs> Were you a Risk of Rain player in point? I played it once or twice, but I couldn't get into it because right, that, I don't enough. understand how that game even works. Right, so so this weird... Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, the, 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 with its different three-dimensional yeah, direction. That got very popular. Mm. Again, streaming, I think, was what did that. But yeah, I don't know. It looked, from what I could see of it, it like I could see where the... you know I could see the elements of the Risk of Rain game. Like, yeah. I, you, you can see it's a sequel. If you know anything about the first game, it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I don't know about... I mean, the idea of it being multiplayer for a start would probably make it quite... I mean, the first one was as well, but I only ever played it in single player. But mm. That would probably make it a lot easier. But then, is it not balanced? Is that why I could never get anywhere in the first game? Because it's not it actually not, balanced for single player. It's not player. supposed to be a single player experience, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about that one. I was just curious to see if it was on your radar. Yeah, uh, the first game kind of put me off the second one, I suppose. Fair enough, yeah. But, you know, again, if I maybe if I had someone to play it with. Mm. If someone else was infused about it, then maybe I could, maybe I would try it out. That's that. 
And that's the end of this podcast, I suppose. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. We've got a buffer of videos, I guess, for YouTube coming up. So what, what's well, the next you one? You get to enjoy Zach and Rob discuss Sonic Law Part 2. Yep. Yes. Yep. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic Forces Part 2 is coming up next. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, it's relevant at the at this moment. So, well, except we recorded it before the Sonic trailer. That's came fine. Out, so, that, so, so there'll be none Still of that. Well, we mentioned it briefly, right? We mentioned whether those images were leaks. Yeah, because at the time we didn't know. I've been in two minds about, yeah, like, yeah, know. going back to the trailer. I suppose. I guess I was like in two minds in the, in this whole run up, like whether Sega had ever acknowledged anything about those posters yeah. or. The, the pictures of him like with just his feet showing, you know, the and the, the one about the San Francisco Bridge. Yep. The Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, like, yeah, whether, whether Sega had actually acknowledged that any of that was real. Uh, yeah, so we talk a little bit about that on the video. But yes, this was pre, pre the actual trailer. Yeah, clearly all of that was, oh yeah, no, that's real. <laughs> yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> On, uh, on the YouTube channel, and uh, I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Uh, how's how are we doing on E3? That's got to be soon, right? Should be two more podcasts, probably. Yeah, just. maybe the second one will be on the weekend of E3 potentially. Okay. I think we might fall in because E3 strung out a bit now, isn't yeah. it? Because like some of the people, are doing well, most it. of the stuff happens before the weekend, which is yeah. good for us. <laughs> so there'll be some there'll be some early press conferences, I think, and earlier press conferences, and God knows what. And Sony... earlier not press conferences. Yeah, God, God knows what Sony's up to. Yeah, we might not hear from them at all. Um, so there's it could be spread out in a way that we might have half the info by the time we do the all just delay, as we have done. We have done that in the past, yeah, and to to do a double. But I don't know. We might have to reconsider how we do things. We'll see when they actually announce actual times and dates. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll reconfigure as needed. But we'll definitely be back in a couple of weeks for another salad cast. Yes. The salad cast. I don't have to push a button. This is weird. Yeah, I Bye. give it. Because I can just sit here forever. What am I going to?